Hideo Kojima has been a standard bearer for the very best that the gaming medium has to offer, and has inspired many into creating a mature art form. That guy, like, he's, he's such a genius, and uh, I'm just doing whatever he says, you know, and he's like, we're gonna make people cry. I'm like, for a video game? And he's like, yep. What the cause Kojima is the, the master, he's the Kasparov of, 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 of video games. And then he goes, he goes, and I go, playing me? And he goes, no, they'll be you. It's not, obviously, it's not story-driven in the sense that we go from A to Z, like we do in a film. It is out of time, out of space. It is in the moment. So I think the opportunity of, of doing things we've never done before could be very interesting. He is to gaming in many ways uh, what Cameron or Spielberg are to filmmaking. His absolute passion for perfection and his narrative ambition and scope. There is nothing in his stories that he does not love and feel strongly about. You can see strands of action, strands of manga, anime, tokusatsu, epics, and existential philosophy. He believes, as I do, that we must cherish this medium not only for the entertainment possibilities, but for its artistic ones. We both believe that these things, these strands of pop culture, are actually keys to the mythology of our century. He proves that an altruistic boy's ambition can sing loud and clear above the din of sameness, and that an individual with conviction and faith can manage anything through hard work. It is my great pleasure to introduce a creator, an innovator, and an awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Hideo Kojima. Hello, everyone. I'm back. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 20 of Death Stranding Podcast. It is Tuesday, the 20th of March, and there are 16 days to PAX East, 84 days to E3 2018, and 154 days to Gamescom 2018. I am your regular host, Albert, and today I am joined by four excellent co-hosts. Please introduce yourselves, starting with his first episode with us, Kathy Bonson, a.k.a. Philip. How are you, Philip? <laughs> hey, Albert. Hi. Nice to be on the show, finally. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> nice uh, to finally get you on the show, dude. Uh, what a surprise! <laughs> it's me. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it took some That's time to, to to finally be on because uh, we are yeah. a very international podcast. So I'm representing yeah. the German side, I guess. Yeah, and, fantastic, uh, wunderbar. Yeah, amazing. Um, that's fantastic. And uh, I figured I would say here, you know, it's really great. I'll, I'll finally unveil unveil the identity of the mysterious uh, person who was chiming in, telling us about our audio quality. Well, listeners, it, it was none other than Philip, a.k.a. Kathy Bonson, who's just been respectfully and out of love, like on our ass about our audio quality. Uh, we can, it's, it's. <laughs> Fingers crossed indeed, um, but uh, it's great to have you on and no more appropriate episode to start out with when we're going full on into individually recorded tracks. So I appreciate all of uh, the feedback you've given and the, the patience you've shown as well towards us as a listener and uh, as a now a co-host. So welcome, uh, Kathy. Fantastic. I'll throw it over to Daniela, my man Daniela. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing great. Um me and Philip represent the European side of the podcast. Hey. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Um, cool. It's been an interesting week, so yeah. Uh, looking forward to dive into it. Yeah, looking forward to dive into the episode. My and man, my man. Man, you said 84 days to E3? 
Yeah, can you freaking believe it? Like, because we we skipped a week, and and I'll I'll go into the reasons why we did. But uh, I know, right? That's kind of nuts, right? So under three months, it's 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 really. I gotta get my house ready. (laughs) I know, and we'll have, for example, like we'll have God of War in the middle in the meantime, which will help you know uh, pass the time and everything. It's gonna be great. So yeah, man, welcome, welcome, Daniele. Um, and then I'll throw it to no man, welcome. I'll throw it to our brother from the U.S., Mr. Mitchell. How are you, my friend? Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Always the trooper at the crazy hours of the morning, again, bearing with us as uh, we've um, shifted um, uh, time schedules and stuff, but now locking in 7 p.m. every weekday for each of the shows. I've lifted, listed it on the Instagram. It's it, that's We're going to go with that for now. It's just stuff on my end is, is made it so that that's the time that I can do insanely gracious like again i bet you a bunch of you have rolled your eyes a whole bunch about like um uh, oh like when albert says he'll do something like i will actually be sending you guys stuff at the end of the year like you guys are part of interactive artistry's first year of existence so um i'll be getting like all that cool stuff happening so but really appreciate the the time you've um you've taken uh mitchell to, to join us well, it's a pleasure to be on the show uh despite it being 2 30 a.m it's fine. I'll stay. Yeah. I usually stay up that late watching movies or whatever. Oh really? Okay. Well then, I take back all of my compliments since I mean, this is uh, just like fucking uh, standard I mean, for you. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> haha. Ha. I mean, I never stay up this ha, late. Haha. Ha. Ha, ha. <laughs> I'm still getting that gift. You're all good, dude. Yeah, you're you're still all good. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, there we there we go. So I think we've done everyone. Yeah. Actually, we've got Eduardo. Let's go, my man. Come on, bring it out, bring it out, Eduardo. Good <laughs> Yo, to hear from you, buddy. Dudes. Let's do this. Oh, so good to hear from you again. Oh man, it's it's great to be back. You know, episode twenty slash two, I guess. I know. Okay, <laughs> listeners, let's just let's just out with it. Um, the recording was lost for episode twenty, the first round around. Um, we were cursed uh, officially by um the time time space continuum um uh stephen hawking passed away that day so literally something was up in the cosmos uh some ripples throughout reality sort of um, made their way towards us rest in peace obviously to the awesome master hawkins um no it was me join. so i could be on it the was show. it was you mm-hmm. philip it was exactly it was him it was him yeah. his, his deviousness but no man it is uh yeah as i iterated on that first take and as i we were even saying after i sort of had to sort of gingerly inform you that the recording was lost that like um it, it only gives us it only lets us um just voice ourselves and articulate ourselves even more uh in terms of like having you back on the show and 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 how many, how much has has passed and like it'll allow us to kind of elaborate on some of the things like a lot of people don't don't know that like this isn't consolation sometimes having another riff on things is actually a good thing you can actually build on some things you didn't really uh cover as much in the first take and it's it's always yeah it's it's not Oh, yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's a positive side to it too. But needless to say, we'll be jumping into um, what all of your happenings with the crazy stuff happening. Uh, was it the the fires in California? See, that was a, that was part of it, especially around the holidays. Um, you know, there's a lot of personal stuff that was going on, a lot of things with my job, and it wasn't all bad. A lot of it was good. It's just transitioning um, from one thing to another in a very short amount of time. You know, it starts to make difficult, okay. starts to pare down, but I'm glad to be back. And it's my first yeah, time dude. meeting Philip. Yeah. I don't remember you. Uh, so it has been such a long time. <laughs> oh, from the first couple of episodes, Philip, he was uh, with yeah. us from episode one uh, to like six or seven or something. And then, okay. jumped, then you jumped okay. off or something. But yeah, he's, he's one of the OGs. So there you go. 
Sweet. Too easy. But yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please continue, Eduardo. No, that was, I mean, I was essentially just covering all my bases there. Uh, I'm excited to be back. Nice. Uh, you know, new people, new voices. And um, mm. I'm really looking forward to how we're changing the audio quality. And yeah, it's going to be exciting. You and uh, exactly um, you and Kathy are the twin pillars of the now like audio quality 3.0 for, you know, interactive artistry as a whole. Uh, wait, being, what was 2.0? Um, <laughs> uh, 2.0 is my, is my, uh, this is something I'll assert is, which is, uh, I, I consider 1.0 to have been the time period before I discovered noise cancellation. Uh, <laughs> the option to just tick that little box because the first, it's, it's, I can't listen to some of the older episodes because yeah, sure, sure. I just hear this constant shh, just mm-hmm. like someone's having a shower. Yeah, once you thing. hear it, you can't unhear it. It's, it's like well, I was having a shower doing it right uh, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking Daniele. Jesus. <laughs> and then he timed it. So, so that I did. Uh, Albert, should I do the. Uh, like, should I introduce myself? Like, uh, oh yeah. I, when we we'll, um, we're going to jump into the um, uh, the rest of the intro. You know how it goes, Kathy. Obviously, one of our listeners. I'll I'll jump into what this show is for our new listeners, and then oh, we're yeah. going to throw it straight to you, Kathy. My man, my man. Do you think? Yeah, Eduardo. So good to have you on the show. And uh, yeah, I'll say it here because he's too humble to fucking say it because he's awesome. Um, Eduardo Ed, the editor. He's going to be our editor. Um, obviously, zero <laughs> pressure. <laughs> Yeah, very fitting. Zero pressure on that front, but um, uh, you're you're saving us, uh, <laughs> my man, on that front because it's just going to be a co- completely different sh- sounding show, I think, with someone who actually knows what they're doing at the helm. So you're a legend. So now can we call him the editor? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I needed the the episode no isn't complete without a, a Daggy <laughs> dag, daggy pun. All right. All right. So welcome, gentlemen, and let us crack on. So for our new listeners, this is a weekly podcast dedicated to Death Stranding, the currently in production upcoming title from Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions. As well as news and discussion on the game itself, we also cover Mr. Kojima's many and varied influences, everything from literature to film, poetry, TV, and more. Our mission is to showcase and celebrate just how culturally, intellectually, artistically, and philosophically enriching and eclectic Mr. Kojima's work truly is, leading up to and following the game's eventual release. With that regular rundown out of the way, let's get the show started. Fantastic. So, I can't believe you uh, always say that uh, it's not pre-recorded. Oh really? No, no, it's it's all me, dude. It's all got You gotta, you know, wow. exactly. It sounds so um, good. So, oh well, thank you, thank you, my man. Sweet. So, my man, although, Kathy, although welcome. I have to admit, I always skip that part. <laughs> oh please, dude. Oh my god, I've, I've for the longest time, I've just been like, uh, I think I put a poll out at one point, which I like kind of low key, low key ignored. It was like, do you want a shorter intro? And the people were like, yes, we do. I'm like. Sorry, what? Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, okay. So you, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll keep it. Well, and so it I keep matter. the long intro. We're at 10 minutes already, so. <laughs> exactly. You know, and we, and just skip forward. That's like podcast catches. Most of them, you have the 15 seconds skip forward. So I'm glad to know you do that, Kathy. It's fine. Like totally. Once you've heard it once, you don't actually have to. Yeah. The good thing is that it's uh, pretty much uh, exactly 10 or 20 seconds. So you can just do the whip, yeah. whip, two times forward yeah, and then. But do you in the do you show. skip through the the whole uh, his absolute passion for perfection no, and his no, narrative that one is and that scope? One is always, there is nothing in his must. stories that he does not love or feel careful about. There is strands of action, uh, strands of manga. Toro, I I'm not. Amazing. I fucking love this man. Uh, existential <laughs> philosophy. Right? He believes as I do <laughs> that we must cherish this medium not only for its entertainment possibilities but for its artistic ones. <laughs> I love the, the keys to the. Mythology of our 
century line that's <laughs> like fucking a it just means yeah. like pop culture is cool but uh, it's it's said in words that feel so epic like the keys so to and, our and mythology or something oh yeah he's always had this great thing exactly man me goosebumps too he's always had this thing of like having this irreverence towards it this being able to sort of just like laugh along and be like hey this is entertainment sort of big epic but he also profoundly believes that like just like as i do with interactive artistry that this medium is on the forefront of just like art itself and that's not meant with tongue-in-cheek it's not ironic it's like like life parallels um games games are the one medium that parallels art uh parallels game like yeah life parallels um games the most um and so you can leverage that for like literally the most effective and beautiful art ever so hmm. but all jokes and like fun little stuff aside uh, we do have uh, and by the way uh, eduardo get used to that because the reason i've memorized that is because i listen to the edit over and over and uh, for like 20 episodes in you, you tend to memorize it once you've like been listening <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's a, a little glimpse of your future there eduardo um but yeah so we have yeah let's let's i want to hand the floor to mr phil here kathy kathy yeah. bonson um, exactly <laughs> isn't that exactly, the worst yeah. nickname ever <laughs> no dude i dig it decaffeinated well i'll, I'll figure just, something out there but um <laughs> i chose that name um, like years years and years ago and uh, uh yeah. i never realized how weird it is to to uh, <laughs> say, to say in english <laughs> <laughs> but dude um, so as no, we anyway, do with all of let's, our new uh, let's let's introduce myself i guess um hey, my, my, my man he's taking it away <laughs> absolutely so please kathy if you'd kindly absolutely yeah. hey, uh, you said take we, it away i should uh, cut you off so i take you away yeah away. oh please do <laughs> fuck yes this is what i want i want yeah. listeners to fucking try and skype me in i want to be interrupted thank you so much kathy so okay. please take it away your kojima story your death stranding story yes exactly um, explain your so username everything go i right, really go i really like the parts uh, in the early podcast where everybody um introduced himself uh, themselves and uh, told uh, the story how they uh, how they got to Kojima and all that so I guess I'll do the same this is <laughs> yes, your moment um, the uh, the thing is with me is that uh, as a child or as a, as a kid I was never allowed to have any console so um, mm. I was uh, PC only and okay. um, but I always lasted after after PlayStation and like Crash Bandicoot and all that cool console stuff because on pc you had yeah you had cool games but the console was where it's at of course if i had had mm. a console probably i would have lasted after pc but that's another story um mm -hmm. so actually i never got a console until like the last year of high school or something um okay. basically when i moved out <laughs> so so my my whole <laughs> nice. console life is is basically uh, in my adulthood and um i never got to to play uh, metal gear um when they released mm -hmm. okay crazy and nice. um actually um the first time i i saw metal gear solid was uh, on youtube like in in let's plays as weird as this uh, wow. as that sounds and i think That's it was good. um metal gear solid 3 or something mm -hmm. anyway wow. uh, so i was i was always aware of of metal gear solid but uh, i never actually played them uh, but i i watched them all on youtube like one through four and i was hooked like uh, metal gear solid 3 made me almost cry at the end with the boss and all that speech and the melodrama and so it was beautiful um, 
the first I actually played was on uh, Xbox 360, like uh, the the HD collection. So I, mm. I went to, to Metal Gear Solid 3 because that's obviously the best one. And <laughs> I bounced off so hard on the, uh, of that game. It was like someone was hitting me with a frying pan right in the face or something. <laughs> it was The controls were like absolute nightmarish. Because you have to see, yeah. I, I started it at the uh, Xbox 360 era, and so I wasn't used to the crazy controls of the, the PS2 era. Mm. Um, so I bounced off that, and I said, like, okay, I will just watch these games. They are basically 50% cutscene anyway, so whatever. Um, mm. I, uh, I, I made my way through Metal Gear Solid 2, because that's a bit simpler in the level layouts and all that. I got all, I always got caught and uh, I just made it through barely. So just that yeah, I can that say sounds that like I my played kind it. of first few playthroughs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, man, what the fuck? This is just this series has got something, but it's it maybe it's just not for me. Okay. Um, so then I a few months passed and uh, I took a look at Peace Walker on the HD collection as well. And I have to say, man, that one clicked. That that one really clicked. It was like the first the first Metal Gear that was actually playable, and it had these tiny tiny layouts like these tiny maps where you could control the enemies and all that. And um, yeah, so Peace Walker is actually my all time favorite Metal Gear Solid. Wow, it's it's uh, severely underrated in my opinion. It's it's like it it gets this perfect balance of of gameplay and story. And uh, mm. with all these small bite-sized uh, bite missions, you can just replay things and uh, do other things. And it introduced the base building and mm. um, has this beautiful, small, simple story about, uh, I don't know, what was it about? Like nukes <laughs> in, uh, I forget the country, like... Um, but, Cuba? Uh, was it Cuba? No, no that was, um, it wasn't uh, Cuba. Uh, it was Costa Rica. Uh, yeah. Costa Rica, exactly. Costa Rica. Mm. And uh, yeah, so uh, never nice. played. That's in... very, I was not expecting that. I was actually expecting, yeah, you know, like, because you seem so well versed in it when we discuss it and stuff and like when you've yeah. submitted comments and stuff. But um, but yeah, and I, I think um, Greg Miller actually from uh, Kind of Funny also, uh, he's that's his all-time favorite game and all-time favorite Metal Gear as well. So that's, uh, now that I think about it, yeah, I haven't given that one as much of a fair shake. Uh, oh, you really yeah, should. So. I think it's, it's okay. really, uh, it doesn't get enough love. And you can mm -hmm. also see that uh, MGS5 basically is a carbon copy of uh, Peace Walker. <laughs> so yeah, the, that was him just coasting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so nice. uh, just to finish off, uh, never played Metal Gear Solid 4 because I don't have a you PlayStation are, You 3. are lucky that Dean isn't here. He would attack <laughs> you. He would go for the jugular. He'd be like, what do you, he, his Croatian heckles would be up and he'd be like, listen, listen, you damn... Like he would affectionately call you, like you're German. Come here, <laughs> you come to Croatia right now. He would invite you to his home he likes and Metal feed you, Solid you and, oh, and take care of you and make you play. Literally, make <laughs> you play Metal Gear Solid yeah. <laughs> But like as I said, uh, I've watched them all several times, okay. so I'm I'm very um, aware of all that. What happens um, mm. as uh, as much as I remember, oh. like all the. Patriot stuff and stuff. Um, yeah. So, All right. Cool. Oh yeah. Played played Metal Gear Solid Five, of course, on PC. 
Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, my next question for you would be: um, your thoughts just on Kojima as a creator? If you could like just do like a little soundbite of like Cafe on the subject of Hideo Kojima, go for mm-hmm. it, man. Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, um, I I thought about that uh, this morning. Um, I I'm not sure if I would say Kojima is like an infallible genius because mm-hmm. no one is, no one is. basically exactly. So um, the the thing that makes Kojima special is that he has such a big influence on his creations. Like, uh, mm. I don't know if it's like the, the Japanese work system or something, but basically everything that gets put into his games uh, has to go through him. So mm. he gets like multiple um, notes a day and signs off of everything. And he, yeah, like Del Toro says, he feels strongly about basically every element of his games. And for some reason, he... Uh, he has the ability to do it and the publisher also lets him do it most of the time <laughs> so and that's yeah. what makes uh, his game special i think that uh, yeah he's he's kind of an auteur so and okay. you don't you don't see that very often in in uh, big triple a games these days that yeah. you have no, like someone really with uh, such a strong voice and um mm. Most most games, uh, Western games especially, uh, are kind of made by committee or at least written by committee. And mm. uh, with Kojima, uh, you get like this raw, unfiltered thing from uh, the one person. And uh, mm. if he's really a genius or not, uh, who cares? Because it's uh, that's what makes it so interesting. That you... Yeah, in terms of um, in terms of like uh, longevity of someone in the industry and like their propensity and, and like prol- prolificity of like how many works they've made, I don't think really Kojima kind of as this may be arguable, but I don't think he really has an equal. Like he has Fumito Ueda, um, who has been in the game uh, since two thousand and one with Eco. Yeah. Um, you can look at, you can look at that as the late nineties, but um, uh, they're comparable in that way. But I think in terms of staying power and and how many and just how as you said extensive he puts his his mark on 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 uh, everywhere you know again you can look at the handprints his handprints are all over it you know death stranding all that stuff so much of what i want to discuss with you later uh, um philip is is the idea of how much is spilling from just his pure unfiltered unconscious straight into like the visuals and the themes of death stranding because he it is the post uh, konami whether he's ready to admit it or not it's just something that it's like you can't not come out of an experience like that and have some form of catharsis as an artist with a project that is basically your outlet for even unconscious catharsis, uh, like coming off of a yeah. pretty hectic emotional experience. So, like, yeah. So he he, he def- I think he's categorically denied the idea of there being any allegory. But we we both know that it's like I mean everyone knows that like you can sometimes there are unconscious things at work. So what are, what are your thoughts on on that in terms of uh, the the shape that Death Stranding is taking? Well, I think Death uh, Stranding will be uh, like the ultimate test now because now that uh, Kojima is basically free of uh, publisher uh, constraints, we will finally see uh, what he is like with his uh, limiters off, so to speak. Um, mm. In the sense that um, if you, if you, uh, I always uh, thought that uh, Kojima is in desperate need of an editor, like in Metal yeah. Solid Four, uh, especially. And uh, now I, I'm sure he has one, but um, now that he is, yeah, like free to do whatever 
like uh, he's not even <laughs> shackled to some basic themes like espionage and uh, i don't know shadowy government yeah. organizations so he can do like yeah. time fall and uh, whatever monsters that yeah. are invisible oil whatever uh, so um yeah I'm, it's all over the place i'm so curious to see uh, where this is going it could be like the most glorious train wreck or it could be like the it could blow our minds completely And, that's uh, a really great um, great summary of where we're all at. I think. Uh, let's <laughs> yeah, hope he doesn't right. chuck a, a George Lucas. You know that uh, he uh, he basically had yes men around yeah, yeah, him, and there was that's, no challenge. That's an amazing comparison. I think. Yeah, I hope yeah. he's not a George yeah. Lucas. I don't think so. But <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, nobody expected Star Wars to go the way they did in the prequels. <laughs> That's right. Oh, please. Oh my gosh. Like, actually, let's do a mini roundtable on that one. Um, Eduardo, what are your thoughts on uh, on on like basically Kojima keeping a level head, even though he's been given all this uh, this power essentially and this freedom uh, unprecedented with with Death Stranding? I'll do a roundtable starting with you, Eduardo. Go. Yeah, I can definitely see where Philip is coming from as far as you know. It, this is either going to be a train wreck or it could be his magnum opus. You know, and. Mm. Um, I definitely think that we've all, as you know, consumers of everything, uh, back to Metal Gear, everything Kojima has made, keeps us on edge in a weird way. Because if you think about it, every time he releases a game, especially, and I think that's one of the things that Philip missed out on when the games were actually releasing. I remember when MGS1 was out. I remember playing that. And when MGS2 was released... Uh, mm. I, I mean, we all remember how we thought we were going to be playing Solid Snake the entire time, and we just forcefully have to play Raiden. And yeah, I kind of wish I had that experience, honestly. Yeah, like and that it's, uh... Sorry, continue. No, no, it's fine. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, no, like the um, like this bait and switch uh, is, is so legendary. Like um, <laughs> to do that in such a big franchise, just. Just an experiment. Like I want to uh, say something about uh, the expectation of, of gamers uh, in a in a sequel. So I will just fuck with them. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just <laughs> and, and yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's, I mean, um, that's the thing. Uh, since he that it's doing that to the entire audience, he took a huge risk, and because he's not afraid of taking huge risks like that. It's scary. It, it puts, you know, especially me on edge. It's like, well, what if he takes a massive risk that doesn't work with Death Stranding? Mm. Or what if he mm. takes such a grand risk that it it's fresh and new and you end up loving over time, just like with MGS2? Because for a really long mm. period before, uh, it took me a long time to decide whether or not MGS2 was my favorite because it's it essentially... It came out during a time with, you know, the Y2K thing going on and then the oh, yeah, internet right. booming. So like it was it was really like a good indication of the time everyone was living in back then. Um, yeah. Everybody had fear of technology, fear of the internet in, in a way, but it was also really exciting. And in those bubbles that exploded, um, freak like it was you could freak out over you know towards the end of the game when it says fission mailed and you're like what's going on the game over screen is happening but i'm still in the fight like you know and it's just that sense of panic but then after you get past that it's like okay you have a little a small little bit of relief um but again that's all these risks that he's taking and mm, in a weird yeah. way he takes you out of the game but it somehow maintains that momentum 
and mm. he adds to the meta the meta commentary really yeah. that that's he's like I won't take you out of the game to just wank off on the idea that look at me I'm the fourth wall breaking filmmaker he'll say no the reason I'm taking you out at this precise moment is to accentuate the narrative point that I'm underlining which is like with Psychomantis that he's like I'm really trying to impart the idea of your privacy being messed with the whole the whole notion of how fucked up it is that people can see into each other's you know like yeah that, that's the save file thing you know like that's so there was yeah so he, he uses it tastefully I think it's never gone full like overboard it never gone again to use the George Lucas thing like special mm. edition like doing it for the sake of doing it you know yeah so but yeah well, I just wanted to build on your point there Eduardo yeah and I, I guess to you know wrap this whole point up is I definitely see where Philip's coming from I definitely understand and want to have that you know at arm's length kind of approach and not assuming that this is going to be great but it's really hard to do that just because Kojima's track record has been nothing but spectacular especially for me in this entire in this entirety and mm. I mean the guy is a nutcase and I absolutely love that <laughs> the fact that he's taking yeah. these risks and um you don't see stuff like this and 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 whether it's something that will love off the bat or something that will have to grow on us I'm okay yeah. with either and I essentially expect that now yeah, yeah. I, I think that. the worst I thing that. that could happen is that uh, death training is uh, just growing on us over time. Like, um, I can't believe that he, with uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, that he, uh, like, uh, the point was all this uh, information overload and memes and useless information and all that. Uh, something that was like still in its in its infancy uh, in two thousand, and it only became mm. like uh, relevant, uh, like. 15 years later basically now we have it's really these, out of the uh, curve with that one these monolithic information controlling things like facebook and all that and fake news and blah 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 so i guess uh, maybe uh, the the worst thing that could happen is that uh, death stranding is making some kind of point that we don't understand feel it's it's a bit useless or uh, doesn't make sense and then 15 years later we say ah that's ah, what he meant. That's what he meant. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, um, yeah, I need to get... To, so I'll throw it to Daniela. Go for it, my friend. What do you think of yeah, the well, whole idea of... Yeah, exactly. Like, um, uh, is Kojima... Yeah, sort of the, Kojima um, having this freedom. No, is, is Kojima... Yeah, well, um, um, ah, sorry. <laughs> first of all, I have, to say, I have to say something that many of you will... <laughs> will <laughs> will hate me for saying I love the prequels of Star Wars. It's fine. I enjoy them for what mm. they are. It's fine, you know? <gasps> Episode one kind of grew on me what? in a nostalgic sense. But... I, I, know, I know it's illegal, but I love them. We should find him for that. <laughs> okay, we have one vote for finding Daniela. No, I'm kidding. Also, uh, like, uh, sorry, uh, Philip, you were saying uh, you you were teeing up uh, Daniela just then. Did you want to finish that one there? You were like trying to say something about like um, how to frame, uh, also how to tee, how to tee um, Daniela up. Was there something you wanted to finish there? I just uh, wanted to ask if Kojima is uh, the George Lucas of games. <laughs> that was the. That's great. The point. Well, yeah. <laughs> First of all, George Lucas started as an independent, while Kojima uh, started as a as a part of a company, of a mm, big company. Good, good point. And that's a big difference, in my opinion, uh, in their mindset, because um, probably George Lucas all, always did only what he wanted to do, while yeah. Kojima couldn't do that for a very long time. 
I said many times that uh, I, I think Kojima wanted to move away from Metal Gear Solid a long time ago, but he wasn't let. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they, they always wanted him to do one more. And um, that's, right. that's why he kept saying again and again that, that that title will be his last one. He really mm -hmm. thought it was he was going to be. Um, the so game yeah, that would um, be his last. <laughs> yeah, now, now he has creative freedom, that's right, but he's still uh, under Sony. I mean, probably Sony asked him to... Um, to do this game in a and and uh, presented to them, uh, they gave him a, a lot of freedom, um, but uh, still they wanted that game. Probably they want that Stranding to be out and sometime soon. Uh, so he's still somehow uh, a bit restricted, but that's that's okay. I mean, um, creative freedom I think is uh, at some length creative freedom is the death of an artist because mm. an artist is really pushed by the limits he encounters. Yeah, good point. That's, that's uh, a that, thing that, that, that I, I worry think about. Is something that's, yeah, and, that, and that's something that uh, is true in all arts, I think. Uh, in music, uh, you see many bands doing great uh, uh, records when they are limited, when they're small, when nobody knows them, and as soon as they become popular, they lose their minds, mm. and, and and that happens. I mean, yeah, uh, it's a risk. Um, yeah, like independent, the, but, uh, the the all the different things uh, we see in the trailer for Death Stranding. Like, I can't make heads or tails of it. It's like so many different elements that seemingly mm. don't fit together, like stomach babies and headless giants and time fall yeah. and all this. Um, I kind of fear that he's biting off too much uh, than he can chew, but I'm I'm so ready to be proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I'm, I think I think this trending this trending will be great. Sure. Don't, don't misunderstand me. I mean, uh, really, I'm looking forward to this game because it looks like nothing we've seen before. Yeah. And um, but it yeah, totally so, uh, it totally seems to me like he is. Um, like nobody is, is reining him in like he has no limits so he just puts in everything <laughs> mm. like he has every <laughs> idea right. i ever had <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, well, he has he has some limits i mean he he's smart enough to put the limit to put the limits himself well let's um, hope so <laughs> he said back in 2016 he said that he knew uh, when the game was coming out mm. so he's mm. already putting a time limit um, yeah, it totally because seems probably like he, he knows himself, and he knows fun. he'd be tempted to add more and more stuff. Right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's a, um, it's... Sorry. No, that's okay. I just figured I would throw it a little bit to Mitchell, um, just to sort of get his gauge yeah. on, on, um, yeah, the, the the just the subject of of like having essentially unlimited creative freedom now that you know, uh, especially after something like, for example, what happened with um uh, with Konami, the person is in is in this position of yeah, just essentially ha having had his friends come to his aid and really saying, look, there you go, here you go, you know. I I personally believe that he has a great solid head on his shoulders, but what is what are your thoughts, um, uh, Mitchell? Well, yeah, there's uh, a great point brought up about George Lucas, but it wasn't that George Lucas is a bad director. It's that Star Wars wasn't made by one person. He didn't make it. There's other people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the editors. Yeah, yeah. There was the producers. A lot. Uh, one of the producers uh, for it, he was on it for Star Wars 
you know, when it came out in 1977 and then the sequel in 1980. Uh, mm-hmm. But after a conflict with him and George Lucas, the he left the project. He And that's why out of the three of the original trilogy, it's considered, you know, kind of the weakest part, the weakest of the uh, trilogy. Mm-hmm. And okay, there's okay. a reason why. Gary Kurtz had a big influence on the films, along with uh, George Lucas's ex-wife as a film editor. And, yeah, yeah. She, she, and, she edited the whole part, part of it, and um, Gary Kurtz, uh, yeah, the producer, yeah. Mm. And he left off after uh, Empire Strikes Back because they, they had conflicting ideas. He thought it should end more somber, and George thought it should end happy. And he thought it should be forced march um, towards the kids, and Gary said, no, it's a uh, family thing but adults enjoy it too and so basically mm-hmm. Gary Kurtz left the project the same could mm-hmm. be happening for Death Stranding but I don't think that's the case uh, people can say that but mm-hmm. I don't think it's the case because no I would I would rather uh, compare it to um, the, the, the prequels like um, he uh, um, George Lucas struggled uh, with the uh, with the old ones, and he had to like um, work with a team, and that's why the the old ones are so good. And yeah, uh, then they right. came it's back to like... him like, "We need more Star Wars," and yeah. nobody nobody <laughs> gave him any limits. So just just write whatever yeah. whatever you want. It will be good, uh, and we will film it, and then sell toys. That's the or danger. Something. And, That's uh, the danger and then of it became apparent freedom. that he had a very weird idea of what Star Wars should be. And uh, mm. yeah, that's where we ended up. <laughs> well, so, it's, not, it's not uh, that he, you know, Kojima's not going to go off the deep end. Is I was trying to say is that he's brought a lot of his old producers uh, back. Producers from a lot of the older games, um, old vice presidents and things like that. He's brought back and hired, you know, mm-hmm. to be part of his team. And I don't think that's going to limit him, you know. I, right. I, 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 he's going to you know, create work. But as any artist knows, is that eventually you have to set down your work and have someone else help you finish it. Because there's only so far you can yeah. go, and I think that and he does have Kenji Yano uh, like constantly with him, which gives me a lot of reassurance. Like in the prequels, you saw George Lucas was essentially it was just sort of him and everyone sort of like short of kowtowing to him and like bowing nervously sort of thing. Like it's great that he has literally and he has he, he I think um, Kojima has less of a uh, benign dictator complex. He's actually a much more egalitarian, especially when given power, as far as we've been seeing from the uh, social media kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, Kenji Yano, I think, I mean, he's a proper writer, mm. novelist kind of guy. So that's his co-writer, just right? That's co-writer. Yep, that's uh, the guy okay. who's, uh, who's appeared in mm, all the um, Hideo Tube. But yeah, go ahead, Mitchell. Yeah, and it, he's, if you watch any documentaries or hear about him working for Kojima, not Konami, but Kojima, uh, during the development mm. of Metal Solid 2, he said he wanted his work uh, environment to be more American. And the thing is, <laughs> with yeah. uh, Japanese culture, it's very uh, anonymous. You work there and you go home. That's all you do. You don't have a face. Mm-hmm. You're not the company. You're you. You go home. You know, that's all you do. And so he mm-hmm. felt that there should be a, a more American feel uh, to his production in Metal Gear Solid 2. And so he had every single game designer and programmer and everything like that have a notebook. And if they came up with any ideas, they would write it down. 
That's how we got the first person yeah. view. That's how we had peeking around corners and things like that. He didn't create the games by so himself, good. and he doesn't. And he doesn't say, "Oh, I made this game." Yeah, he did produce it and write it yeah. and direct it. But you know, everyone, if you watch any movie, you know, watch The Shining. You see, written by, directed by, you know, produced by Stanley Kubrick. And it's not that he was like, "Oh, look at me! Look what I did!" No, he was in those positions. And uh, yeah. Yeah, but he 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 does write uh, a Hideo Kojima uh, game on his games. <laughs> so yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, but you see Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. yeah, if you go to any Stanley Kubrick yeah. movie, it will say Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, to the to the mm-hmm. Space Odyssey, Fullmetal Jacket. It's mm-hmm. just what happens when uh, someone goes to a certain level that people respect him and. Uh, They'll ask him to put these things on. If, you know, maybe he requested it. Maybe someone else did. I don't know. I don't know. I never worked there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's really it's really interesting to see how different uh, directors have different relationships with um, when they're given power, kind of thing. And I, I I would place Kojima as someone who um, has a very uh, egalitarian, like healthy relationship. Even though his name, uh, yeah, as as you said, Philip, like he puts his name on it. Um, I think it's less the thing of like, hey, I've taken all these people's ideas and and made it seem as though I like. Uh, it's coming off as I, me having come up with all of them. I don't think so. I think it's like him putting his name on his games is like, this is what you get from when you are working on it. True Hideo Kojima, like a Konami-less, interfer- no interference. Like like his his name is like a brand mm. for um, th- yeah, that there kind was, of really There was some kind of quote about that, yeah. um, like where he said that it's kind of, uh, yeah, he, he compared it to, to like film directors and... Um, yeah, basically, the uh, or the Absolutely. artist who signs his work or something like that. I can't really remember. Um, yeah. But I'm surprised that cool. he uh, even uh, and uh, yeah, MGS two times he uh, even had like these uh, American studio uh, ambitions, <laughs> because yeah. uh, I thought it yeah, was a more recent trend with his new uh, Kojima Productions studio, which is uh, mm. obviously inspired by. Western studio layouts and Media Molecule. Yeah. Yeah. He directly exactly. said Media Molecule had this really beautiful, sort of lively, cozy atmosphere that he wanted to translate, which um I mean anytime we see a glimpse of the, the new studios like when Guillermo went there to, on his sort of uh pre Oscar winning Shape of Water. Actually I think it may even have been after the Oscars, but either way he went there and he drew like Knifehead, uh, one of the kaiju from Pacific <laughs> Rim. He drew that on that big wall. And um it's a great lively place they've got there. So yeah, yeah. I just think generally I think maybe to tie to not on the little round table is that he he he's certainly in that position to do that. He has that power and certainly I'm sure not many people would argue with him but um i think he leaves himself open to that and he creates a lot friendlier of an environment in his in his uh, in his studio and and what it's like to work with him uh, than than i think anyone that i've seen with that level of prestige and, and sort of reputation and, and he seems very humble in that respect um yeah yeah we can agree cool. on that we certainly can we certainly can looking well, forward so, to the strand well i'd also like to add real quick that uh, Oh please, oh, please continue, continue. Um, uh, 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 Mitchell. Go for it. Even Guillermo del Toro, uh, if you look at The Shape of Water, it'll say a Guillermo del Toro film above it. And I think it's just, mm. it may have been, I think he went, Kojima went a little bit overboard with Metal Gear Solid Five with the opening. <laughs> but I think I know why. Uh, the other ones he was treating more like a movie, and he wanted to treat this one more like a show. You go in, you um, 
you know, play an episode of mission and then you, you're you done for the day. And so I think that's why yeah. I still a little I'm like, eh, do we need the credits every single time? No. Oh, I, I couldn't do that. I, and oh, the, the fact that there isn't a way to turn that off is, yeah, like why though? Yeah. <laughs> and they <laughs> even spoiled question. the missions. Yeah, he made thanks, Daniele. <laughs> did, did you know he made this game? That's right. Now, just in case you didn't hear, it is for every single mission of fifty of them here. That's, Guest yeah, starring the Skull right. Unit. Oh, thanks, game. I know. Jesus, I'll never know. Like Take that's something I love you, Kojima. I have a podcast dedicated. It was our first podcast dedicated to your works, but I'm not gonna. I mean, yeah, I'll forgive you eventually for it. But come on, like just <laughs> the idea of 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 just yeah, like essentially spoiling what's gonna be ahead in oh the skull unit played by la la la. But anyway. That was pretty nifty. I'm glad we sort of did that sort of impromptu roundtable there. But what we always do at the start of all of the Death Stranding episodes the is we do a roundtable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is a start for us, uh, listeners, in case uh, you hadn't glommed on to our... Yeah, one hour in, that's when we're actually getting started. It's long form. Guys, like, there's elsewhere on the web for shorter form content. Our, our thing is, is deep dives. So that's what we do here at Interactive Artistry. So... Um, what we have is, yeah, our first segment, which is how is everyone's week in Death Stranding in Kojima? So our guest, our newly arrived uh, co-host, um, Kathy, how is your like past? Actually, it's two weeks because, you know, it's been that long since our last episode. So what's sort of been happening for you in that sphere and what have you noticed and what did you want to sort of share? Mm, what do I want to share? Well, uh, I was sick, so uh, I was on the web uh, a lot. <laughs> Um, but honestly, there was not much I noticed in regards to Kojima. Um, he's not at GDC. Um, Kojima Productions isn't either. Guerrilla is. Mm. Um, Guerrilla, that's all right. But yeah, I think it's, it's kind of business as usual over there. It's quiet. It's quiet times, and that's um, uh, you know part of the course with uh, this stage of development. At one point, you know, uh, it's just about keeping your head down. And he'll share occasionally a photo or two from Twitter, but nothing much. So um, anything off of the Reddit that particularly, because we'll have the Reddit section later to jump into. But anyone that uh, sort of jumped out at you, like for example, we're getting a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn parallel stuff, which is a, a gentle symptom that it's like, okay, what do we have? What do we take that we already have and just like dive straight into it? And Horizon's right there. It's got the Decima engine, and people are prying. Uh, some of these like uh, clues in Horizon Zero Dawn for possible connections to Death Stranding. So anything like that? Mm, something on the Reddit? Um, not really. Oh yeah, there's the the this one uh, fan rendering of uh, Stephanie Jostin as uh, oh, yeah, as a Death yeah. Stranding poster. That was neat. Super talented. Mm. Like it's uh, it's actually a 3D model. Like the uh, the 3D artist he made. He made all the the strands and all that directly on the yeah. Phantom Pain model, and incredible. Looks, so looks shout out to cool. Ruslan, uh, and the name is Ruslan Gadziev, a freelance 3D character artist. You can find him on ArtStation, and uh, he describes my personal project slash fan art for the game. Stephanie Houston acquired from MGS5 as a main female protagonist of Hideo Kojima's upcoming game. So a couple of different variants there, but it's super like almost Geiger-esque. Some of the sort of tendrils and strands that he did. It looks super like as though it could be official. So well done and even leaking from the ears which is extra creepy so well yeah. done um my friend cool nice all right well i'll throw it to um was there any any extra little notes you wanted to make there kathy before i throw it to uh, mitchell the only thing 
which is not really related was that um, Remedy Games has a cool tech demo at GEC. <laughs> it's about oh, real-time nice. real ray tracing, which is pretty spiffy, but that's not cool. really... That's not really on topic, so <laughs> that's you can still, it and, and I, It's kind of loose as, as well when I do the thing of like, yeah. how was your week kind of thing with, you can dive into a little bit, not obviously say, well, here's how I've been like binging entire season of Friends. Okay, <laughs> so I think, this is where I think Monica and Chandler are going. If you do that, then I'll have to like yeah. guide you back, but you, you know, you can still dive, you can, you can, yeah. you can work with it a bit, but uh, okay, cool. Awesome. Well, so Mitchell, uh, how has your past week been in Kojima and Death Stranding kind of activity? Well, um, to prepare for the upcoming podcast, the next one, I've been watching Stanley Kubrick and stuff. And uh, each week I'm watching each director's work, uh, four films, and then writing a short paper about them. But last week... Shut up. This guy's commitment. Legend. Thanks, um, dude. Appreciate it. Last week I watched... uh, What was it? 2001, The Shining, Full Male Jacket, and then... uh, a clockwork orange and wow. uh holy shit and then uh today yeah. <laughs> and then today i watched uh mad max the first one and uh legend i'm nice. seeing and I, that was the first time i ever watched 2001 and yeah it's a very interesting film and i can see why it's considered one of the most influential uh films <laughs> you know to date i'm like like what's what's all the buzz about hmm I watch it like yeah. what's the hullabaloo? Like what seems to be the problem here? And I watched it. And I was blown yes. away. Even though I think I like The Shining more than uh, 2001, but that's his mm. personal preference on cinematography. <laughs> and uh, not like 2001 cinematography is bad. I just prefer. I I grew up on Wes Anderson, so I like the symmetrical. Nice. But uh, a lot of his, yeah. you know, a lot of uh, he was able to tackle so many genres: sci-fi, horror. You know, war, all kinds of stuff. And it's so uh, inspiring because a director that could take on multiple projects on multiple different genres is a, is a truly great director. And uh, I can see Kojima, you know, as uh, if you if you look at the timeline of sci-fi movies, of like great sci-fi movies, there's a few before the 70s, then right after 2001, we get a, the renaissance of uh, sci-fi. And I feel like that's what yeah. kind of Death Shining will do. You know, we got uh, nice the death mechanic, and you know it's been around there for a while. You know, there's some games that do some, you know, some gems that make deaths interesting, like you know, uh, yeah. Dark Souls and stuff. That's a... But uh, I think Death Stranding will kind of do for uh, sci-fi's. Uh, well, will do for death mechanics and games like 2001 did to sci-fi's. You know, uh, create a renaissance of different ideas and different thoughts on you know different hot takes on something. You know. You get stealth, and then a million people come with a billion different stealth ideas that all, you know, they might be exactly the same, or they might be completely different on how they approach it, and they create a, a unique sense on it. And I feel like Death Stranding will do that on the death mechanic, which we haven't seen really change. And uh, is everything okay back there? I'm all right. What was that? Not sure. Okay. It wasn't weird. me. <laughs> uh, it sounds sounds like some kind of monster. Yeah. But that's okay. But no, no. Please continue, Mitchell. Uh, where did I left off? But I think that you know, we, we got in the seventies. We got Star Wars. We got Alien. We got Dark Star. We got you know, you know. And then we in the eighties we got Blade Runner. We got all these uh amazing sci-fi films. But all of them came out in the seventies, right mm. after two thousand one. All these uh artists seeing this and then like, oh my, oh my God, look at this. 
it's amazing, it's a masterpiece. Mm. And then they're creating all these things inspired from it. And I feel like that's going to happen yeah. with the same thing with Death Stranding, you know? You know, uh, yeah. huge game designers will see this and go, oh my God, look at that. Like, I couldn't even, I never thought of that, you know? Man, he's so, like, yeah, I, I can't believe this, you know, I, mean, I can't believe it, no one's done this before. And then they, well, hmm. what if, that's a cool idea. Well, what about this idea and that idea? And so That's I right. think that That's right, Kathy, you were trying to jump in there. <laughs> yeah. Go for it, Kathy. Yeah, no, I just uh, uh I like the uh the point that Kubrick uh, had such a diverse uh, portfolio. Um because um we always expect uh, Death Stranding to be kind of similar to Metal Gear Solid, or at least I do, in the sense that mm -hmm. it will be open world, stealth based, something like yeah, like a third person um stealth thing. But um, mm -hmm. it's not really uh, a given that that Kojima is is really bound to that genre. Uh, it's just that he he has been for so long. So maybe yeah, um, yeah he could he could basically do any genre. So mm. that's that's interesting. I find that interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, please continue, uh, Mitchell. And then um, you're actually, you know what? Instead of throwing it back to me to throw to someone else, Mitchell, I want you to throw it to the next person. Now you can pick mm. between Eduardo or Daniela, and they will take it hard. They will take it personally if you don't pick them first. So the pressure is on you, Ooh. my friend. Ooh. Uh, okay. uh, but, uh, Ooh. Yeah, so I think that Kojima is really trying to do something different, but I don't think it's going to be his magnum opus with this. I don't think so. It's too much of a risk, you know. He, even though he's built himself up so far, he needs to prove himself. But I don't think that this game will be, you know, well, completely different out of our realm of playing. Maybe it will. Hopefully, I'm okay. wrong. But I feel like he's going to do something uh, familiar enough that we're like culture shocked, but different enough that we're all, well, that's interesting. I like that. You know, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be mopping your brains off the floor in 2019, Mitchell. This is what's going to happen, and you have no idea what you're talking about. This this fucking game is going to change it all, man. What the fuck? I didn't say it Seriously. wasn't going to change it all. I'm just saying it's not going to be his magnum opus. Yeah. I dig that. No, it's important. About six years from now, we're going to get his magnum opus. You know, the, yeah. the Ooh, true mastermind of all that's been this all this has been leading up to. But, uh, that's so interesting yeah and obviously i was i was uh, i was having a bit of fun man i don't understand i don't understand but yeah okay the moment has come i'm, I'm australian you, no, i'm no, american you don't throw it back australia. to me <laughs> okay uh exactly i'm american i don't understand jokes okay go uh, keep in mind I, the other person that you don't pick won't will resent you so you when you throw it to either Eduardo, just be careful. Okay, you're picking your new best friend right now. Ooh. Eduardo or Daniele, who do you throw it to? Go. Uh, Eduardo didn't accept my friend request on uh, PlayStation, so I'm going to throw it to Daniele. Oh! <laughs> oh All right, Daniele, you're up. That's it. Oh, <laughs> the harshness. Yeah, the, the heartbreak. <laughs> Daniele, you're the editor. You can put the violin music in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All is all is fair. All is there's, all, all right, there's just so, love here. Um, okay, Daniela. Um, I don't think um, that's trending will be popular. Um, meaning he, could you, could not interested in that. Um, what? He knows uh, his fans know how uh, <laughs> accurate his games are, how passion he puts, how much passion he puts into them, um, but. Um, He's um, he's going for his own vision, 
and now he doesn't have a no one to restrict him, as as we said before. So, um, yeah, and yeah, he he came up with the idea of Death Stranding, and he had to explain it to the whole team. So it took a long time to explain to the team how he wanted to make this game. So I I don't think it's gonna be uh, that much. Uh, it, it will be familiar. It will basically yeah. be his uh, um, arthouse film. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's like it's his. Um, he's free now. I mean, he's he's he must be so happy to be free. Is is gonna be something great? <laughs> I mean, there's no way it won't be, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but then again, we'll see. Okay. All right. We're and how was your weekend, uh, uh, Death Stranding, man? Like uh, Kojima stuff, anything kind of happened? Sort of crop up. For time you? flies. No, All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there was not a lot of interesting things. Interesting things, um, as far as I saw. Um, I know Kojima liked um, okay. Annihilation very much. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, Annihilation. Um, Don't even get me fucking started. No, oh let's talk God, about that. Fucking movie. Oh, we're going to dive in. Believe me. This is what's going to make this a six-hour fucking yeah. podcast. That fucking movie is just undid my oh, Adams yeah. and just <laughs> stitched me up into a brand new human being. I fucking love it. And I just super... Un- uh, yeah, I'm not saying uh, no fucking spoilers at all. But all I'm saying is like I posted like uh, super unfettedly, just like pure, just like this is, this is this is on like yeah, like the words w- w- they just they took some kind of shape. I'm sure <laughs> I, I'm I'm blanking. I said essentially something like just like they just it's just one of the most kindred movies. To, that has ever happened um it it, it is it, it hews so closely like i felt super emotional after it like it hews it hews so closely and so um it resonates so much with just my views on like life and meaning and and how fucking blessed we are that we're we have the existence that we have that things are are like the way that they like does anyone anyone here ever stop to think that just like if the fucking sun was a like a fraction of uh, of a of a cell of a millimeter or a couple meters closer or further away from the earth like it would either be too hot or too cold and like patrick stewart once started like a documentary that way he was like by the way we live in this super fucking tenuous time and space where like death stranding is going to hew to this as well where it, it just for all intents and purposes that fucking last explosion fucks everything up and death suddenly becomes this malicious awful thing that we can't just bury a body in the ground like it becomes the prey of these giant crazy organisms and it just i got super like like again, uh, Eduardo, zero spoilers. It it just made me like really just like, uh, and and also like I've I've had like close brushes with like cancer and stuff with like people in my life, and um, uh, the whole feeling of the film made me reconsider. Just like, and this has nothing to do with the film, dude. Like, don't worry about it. It's just like, it it, it just like it, it, like you know like and, and like like cells and like the universe and don't worry, fucking Eduardo, you're gonna fucking love it. Well, yeah, I can't wait for you to see it, dude. Yeah, you you um, really love that movie. <laughs> I really fucking do. All right, and I 
I can't underline that enough. And I think I had like someone on the uh, big, they, they were like, wow, what a long title. And um, and I sort of had a back and forth with them. I think it's like Rape Horse Rises, which is still one of the most like double take kind of names where you're just like, oh, did that person really name themselves that? But anyway, Super uh, was just like engaged in like this back and forth with me about like um, how, how and why it was relevant to bring up the film in terms of Death Stranding. But like, I just think, again, because we we do have people on the, on the show that, that haven't seen it you know namely eduardo um all i can say is that um it, it looks it, it it in its own way tackled what death stranding looks like it's going to tackle in terms of just like the themes of life and death and and how the the universe is held together and and um an allegory as well it is super big in those so um we'll have to wait until we have the once everyone's seen it hey eduardo i just want to out of respect to you i, I don't want to dive in any further is that cool? Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. I, I totally right. rammed into it's someone. It's all right. Uh, and that was you, uh, Daniele. I apologize, um, yes. And I, annihilation. On the theme of annihilation, yes, since we're there, uh, um, I have to continue. see it again because I didn't appreciate it that much, but I feel like okay. I missed something. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'll have to see it again. It's on Netflix yeah. anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Kojima, uh, well, Kojima didn't tweet um, was there any else? interesting like, stuff, uh, maybe in, uh, but in we're doing the Reddit uh, shout-out later, right? Right. Because there's, there's one, yeah, that's right. there's so one we're gonna, yeah, post and, again, that like, blew my yeah, mind this week. It doesn't have to week. be anything. Yep, yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Yeah. Oh, ooh, a little bit of a tease, listeners, for later. So, um, uh, it's, uh, unless you want to name-drop them 10 now. 10 hours ago by Scrumpis. We'll get to it later. That's, that's fucking hilarious. All right. <laughs> okay. I'll talk about I'm it later. I'm going to have to jump on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For sure. All right. All right. Thank you for the tease, man. For sure. So, um, and Mitchell, how is, um, how is your past week? In <laughs> You've already asked me. Have I already let's asked you? Exactly. Okay. Um, let's throw it to... Let's you really don't want to be okay. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah, we're... Yeah, how... <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, um, we're for, we're yeah, forgetting please, about uh, me. We're forgetting about nah, me. Nah, I can feel the I can feel the malicious intent coming from Mitchell never. and you now. I, I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> no, <laughs> no my I'm heart kidding. can't take that, Eduardo. You mustn't do that. Remember, oh. I'm an old Greek woman no. on the inside. You can't <laughs> give me these little minor heart attacks. <laughs> I am, dude. Fucking like, look inside me. Like, I've got the 29 year old exterior. Okay. That's that's who I am. Everyone has like an outer appearance and then an inner manner, and like I can already tell, like, like Kathy doesn't sound too too like he sounds around about his mid twenties type thing. But I can already, uh-huh. he, he has the, well, the demeanor, you. a demeanor of like a fifty year old film critic, right? Everyone Say has what? like an outer and inner life. Yes, yeah, this just has. The, and Eduardo, like he he has this. He's got probably again maybe late twenties, early thirties. Has this entrepreneurial kind of vibe. He's just like, hey. That's who I am. You know, I got a yacht. <laughs> that's, that's the vibe I get from Eduardo. I wish, man. But, yeah, I wish. Please continue, Eduardo. How was your week in... Um, in, in... <laughs> well, I guess I, I want to preface this. Uh, I'm sorry, Mitchell, I haven't added you on any of the things. I haven't been signed in to any of my no, consoles. No, 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 it's fine. I was just, I was, it was just a, l- a little joke, okay? No, I know, I know. <laughs> but I plan on, do, I plan on doing that as soon as I sign in. It's just been a, it's been a crazy week with, uh, you know, a lot of... Uh, being out and about, if you will. Yeah, honestly, I haven't yeah, played in like too easy. over like a week and a half now. So 
haven't yeah, been on I, at I, all. It's like a drug, man. It's like a drug to me. I, I always was like, oh, I need it, but then I'm not getting it. You know, mm-hmm. I have all these games I need to play. You know, I, I started near Automata and I, I just played literally the first chapter. And I'm like, this is amazing. I have to go to bed. You know, <laughs> wow, this is amazing. Good night, everyone. Yeah, literally, it's, it's, I'm exhausted. It's ridiculous, exactly. man. And then, like, I'm playing mm-hmm. it's, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on my Switch, and then I had to stop that because it's a commitment. But anyway. Uh, my week yeah. in Death Stranding uh, has essentially been living on Reddit. Uh, I've been, you know, scoping out yep. people's posts. Uh, there's a few shoutouts that we made in the, you know, last week, but that, you know, that I'm not really going to touch on now because there's a few that didn't necessarily blow my mind, but there's some that I really do want to talk about just as far as sure. um, a lot of, uh, I'm always looking for different things that influence Death Stranding, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Uh, whenever I I rewatched the recent trailer uh, when you sent it to me, uh, Albert, yeah. for editing purposes, uh, yes, I, I I watched it again and then I started re- looking through Reddit and some of the books that I've been reading lately. Uh, I, I'm always trying to essentially nitpick what ideas Kojima could have taken, what could have influenced him, what oh, influenced yeah. these trailers, and. You know, there, there's a few people that mentioned a couple of things that I didn't even consider, which are actually authors that are in my reading list for this year. It's super enriching. Like, it really sends you on like a like an Easter egg hunt almost um, of of influences or just like speculative, and that ends up being more than half the fun for me, uh, mm-hmm. and more than half of what makes these um, this kind of creator and his work so enriching is just that that it sends you on this kind of curiosity high, you know? Yeah, trying so to get into like, his um, brain. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A bit. And, th- and there's this one Redditor, uh, uh, Gerwig, I think it's pronounced. Um, yeah. Their particular post uh, I want to talk about later. That's going to be good. Gerwig. Cool. So, Gerwig. Gerwig, yeah. Gerwig, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Greta I think it's like a creature of some kind. Yeah. Or Greta Gerwig. Yeah, that's right. Um, coolies. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one, yeah. Also, awesome. well, yeah, as. Um, uh, sorry, Albert, have you uh, watched Arrival yet? Just to finish it off? I have not, and now okay. everyone's going to hang up on me. Uh, what is wrong with me? Why don't I just fucking chuck a Mitchell and just shit my ass the fuck down and watch a goddamn movie? Uh, relax, or be as relax. fucking productive as... Okay. <laughs> I thought you said shit my ass down. Thank you, thank you. All I understood is Mitchell shit down... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I if I do get the runs, if I do get the runs and I do get like a stomach bug, that's all I'm doing. I just kind I'm praying to the food poisoning gods, just like <laughs> lay me so that I do not have to fucking do any work so I can watch. It's fine, trust me. Okay. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from experience. Wait, wait, wait. wait <laughs> can, can we can, can we like linger on that for a second? Did you guys watch um, what's it called? Uh, Raw, that French film. No, no, it's on my watch list. I, I've heard good things. Okay, oh man, quite it's likes that definitely one. watch that one. It's it's very um, raw. It is way different. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Like I thought <laughs> oh. it was going to be way more intense than it is. It's very tame from what I expected. The trailers are not at all indicative of what the story is like. I think it's definitely oh. worth the watch. But the you know, and, and if you watch the trailer, you'll know that she's eating raw like meat and it's chicken you know like that's not i think it's chicken not that i don't don't remember but it's raw meat and it's like how did she not get sick how does she not get sick you know apparently there's people that just like don't suffer from any type of food poisoning uh which is a lot of films like that uh you know if there's a a scene involving eating that the demolition takes the actors will just regurgitate they just throw it up happens all the time 
Ooh, no bueno. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Crazy. <laughs> well, then that's another one. There's yeah. two films for me is um, Arrival and uh, and Raw, definitely. And I need to check out Evolution as well, which is not the <laughs> the David Duchovny one <laughs> from 2001. It's the, I know, I know. We, we should probably, again, in yeah. in 2019, September, at Daniela's house, we're going to trash it. We're going to, like, make his landlord really sad and, like, just, like, have a giant <laughs> party where we'll watch all kinds of fucking movies. It'll be great. But, yeah, no, the uh, the one, it's just, um, I, I cannot pronounce her name, but she's a fantastic fantastic female uh filmmaker uh that let let me so it's evolution 2015 because i want to give it a crack at uh at mentioning um mention and, and and like pronouncing the name so it is a film by lucille hadzil halilovic i think that's how you say okay. it hadzil halilovic so um in a hospital on an island populated solely by women and boys nicholas is subjected to a medical procedure he senses everyone is lying to him and with help from a young nurse he learns the secret of what the women do on the beach at night so it's super spooky um look at any of the posters it's death stranding is all fuck um uh, yeah get into it it's amazing what's it called so yeah those are my three three films I what's it called watch. again let me look it up uh, just evolution. evolution 2015 um and it's a uh, genre is drama slash mystery and uh yeah so the director's name is lucille hadzilla halilovic damn it i almost <laughs> had it oh there you go coolies right well that's everyone round tabled and let us crack on to our second segment which is you know we always mix the segments up but let me try and rein it in and keep stick to our segment so yeah next segment is technically news but there hasn't been that much right so we're gonna it's gonna be very very brief so what we do is i ceremonially because you never know what might happen as we are recording which we have had some sort of breaking news happen while we're recording so if i just from a quick google death of stranding <laughs> let's have a look what the headlines say they say the following. Uh, ooh, Death Stranding. Kojima teases yet again with a oh, creepy yeah. doll it face. Just, uh, 4th of March. I don't Have know if it was on Twitter or Instagram, but he, tweet- he Instagrammed a picture of a, of a doll. He was... Uh, yeah. Yeah, the baby doll, the usual one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to do? Just as a shout-out to some of these, uh, uh, you know, um, editors and... Uh, writers for these sites because that's as you see how quickly Daniela just covered that news is like literally a sentence like Kojima posted a photo of a baby face full stop and then can you believe it Daniela and everyone here like there it is the job of certain people to take that and be like have to make a headline have to write a whole article so I will read it out of respect to them so posted by Shubhar um, Shubhankar Parjat uh, on the 4th of March uh, for Gaming Bolt Hideo Kojima knows how to mess with his fans several times in the last few weeks and months he's taken uh, to his social media accounts to post seemingly innocuous images of everything from action figures to well more action figures but often they've actually been teasers for upcoming major events related to the game such as the trailer um oh and this is australian internet guys it just fucking crashes okay now the site's back okay um such as the trailer that was showed off um at the game awards uh, in december last year also not bagging on this person like i really love that they wrote this article so just shout out to them um so they continue and now it looks like metal gear creator is added again kojima recently took to his official instagram account to post an image of a creepy baby doll against a black background and there's every possibility that he's teasing something again why well firstly because he's kojima and he's no stranger to such weird stuff there's also the fact that he put hashtag death stranding in the image's caption also babies and dolls of 
and dolls of babies are actually quite pre prevalent in Death Stranding, and the doll in question right now looks a lot like the one in the game's second trailer, though to be fair, any doll would. Of course, what this man is alluding to is anyone's guess. It could be anything or nothing. Given the fact that this is Kojima we're talking about, <laughs> it's probably the former. <laughs> which is anything <laughs> either way stay tuned to gaming bolt and we'll keep you updated in any info news like just respect like that's great <laughs> okay <laughs> so that's your main uh news article as as i've been saying for the past couple of weeks actually that like they are full on in post sag after a totally like production mode right now and and literally you know um getting ready for uh e3 84 days away um that secret meeting with uh, jeff Keeley will know soon enough uh, what that was all about Gameplay, guys. I posted it on the Instagram. We're gonna get gameplay. Come on, it, anyone, fight me, fight me. I wonder why. I wonder why though he met up with the uh, Keely. I mean, the Game Awards are pretty far off. Uh, mm. Maybe he was he's preparing some kind of uh, some kind of surprise before E3. Well, okay. no, he, maybe um, is that's what I think. The Coliseum Keely. thing. Yeah, he does the Coliseum every year. He did one last well, year. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, right. this year, oh, yeah, so you're right. You're right. He might be doing one of those while well, he did with uh, yeah. Rod Roberts. But Kojima. So we might get a a trailer at the main show of Sony, uh, and then a, a gameplay surprise at the Coliseum, maybe. No, maybe. Coliseum comes before. It's too small for that. Yeah, I say like an interview you talking about so? movies and stuff, and then the actual maybe. reveal at E3. Hmm. Mm. My prediction. I see that. All right. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Now. We should do. Do we want a little? We'll do a little bit of bingo here because this will be cool to catch up with and maybe to revisit later. So, um, I'll put out. I'll put out a sort of just maybe I'll do a poll as well for it. But just for everyone here on the podcast. So we'll start with you, Eduardo. Um, you have a three choices. One is we have gameplay. Two is another cinematic trailer, and three something completely different. So what do you pick? The stage play. Uh, stage play. <laughs> a live puppet I, show. I, I'm predict. I'm predicting a uh, claymation of the entire thing <laughs> that's already out. No. See, I need so more answers like this. Uh, no, I actually, I'm, I'm not expecting gameplay even at E3. To be honest with you. Um, wow. Just because he's been he's been rolling with these with these trailers as they are, and sure they're they're in you know in engine. Uh, working in real time, but okay, I think he's gonna keep the gameplay very close to the chest, just like he's keeping the death mechanic close to the chest. Like, yeah, he's giving us teases uh, as far as you know how it's gonna play out, what it means, because we don't know. We don't know how any of the game works. Right? Maybe Literally. it's an yeah, FMV no game idea. where you just uh, watch cutscenes <laughs> yeah. and press buttons. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe it is. We we don't know, and I think he's just gonna hold on to that for as long as he could. Look, um, if you read Death, if you read Death Stranding backwards, it actually says Dance Dance Revolution. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> right. it's a secret next title in the series. Hold on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Death Stranding can only be played using the Donkey Kong Congos from the N64. <laughs> oh my god, I would love it. <laughs> that would be great. So good, so good. Awesome. All right. So that's Eduardo. He goes. Uh, you're saying neither. You're saying nothing. Nothing. So not a. You, but you are saying a trailer. You're saying something though, right? I'm saying something cinematic. But, no, no gameplay. I don't, I'm not cinematic. expecting gameplay. Okay. So I'll put mm. you down for a cinematic trailer. How's that? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So and third, uh, a sorry, a fourth cinematic trailer from Eduardo. Let's throw it to um, Philip. Let's go. So um, you're looking at either gameplay, um, a cinematic trailer, or something completely different. Go. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm I'm also in the cinematic trailer camp, I think. Oh, wow. It, it would be time for gameplay for sure. But, uh, and, and a fourth trailer may be getting a bit boring. Hard to say, mm. honestly. Like, I... I kind of wish uh, he would like pull pull out some weird trick uh, and do do something really different. Like I don't know, you can only uh, no. Actually, I have no idea. But but something in the vein of, of okay. PT, like a playable <laughs> teaser or something. Um, oh, that would be oh, great. Yeah. Right, like. So uh, but but obviously something different, like. Um, we we always go by things that uh, have happened in the past. Like uh, he made a, a teaser, so he will do a teaser, or he he did this one time ago, and uh, that means he will do do it again. There's but, no guarantees uh, with Kojima. Exactly, and uh, I think uh, with uh, with this game, um, there there will be some some kind of new twist or idea uh, for marketing, mm. hopefully, like. The the, so. the marketing ideas for for Silent Hills were so revolutionary, like with the playable teaser and uh, a fake uh, studio and uh, all that nonsense. It was so that entertaining was so elaborate. and great. And uh, I mm. hope he has not. Uh, or I hope he he uh, goes the same route with uh, Death Stranding. <laughs> like, yeah, well, well he played the uh, fake studio card twice already, so I don't think it's going. Oh back. yeah, uh, true. taken. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. So awesome. Okay, so we'll put you down for a cinematic trailer as well. Yeah, right? I guess That's so. What you, yeah, thinking that. Yep. So we have Eduardo cinematic trailer, Philip a cinematic trailer, and Daniele. Um, what can I put you down for? Either a cinematic trailer or gameplay or something completely different. I I think it's gonna be something completely different. I mean, he's gonna do. Uh, he's gonna pull some PT over us uh, on us again. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it would be a great idea actually to um, show uh, to show the gameplay in our hands. I mean, yeah. making us download the demo or something or a teaser, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be. Um, and let's remember, Kojima said he wants to surprise fans in 2018. Oh, so there is something coming yeah i'm sure of it norman reader said in his interview like uh, it has elements of social media in it so maybe yeah i don't know i mean maybe a facebook app i don't know yeah, yeah. okay or pull out All your right, phone so have- and uh, augmented reality uh, the 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 handprints babies <laughs> could be anything yeah yeah Maybe maybe um just like how they did with the AR um with uh, leading up to the Last Jedi they had these um sort of things that you could scan right um and you could sort of have the characters pop up with the 3D model it was done all through the app and uh, I I think uh, you know one of the things that falls under the um uh, and something else because I'm throwing out either gameplay or uh, cinematic trailer but one thing could be the rollout of the first like 0.01 version of the Death Stranding app so to speak um, and it's just this cryptic amazing little delivery device that like Kojima can uh, really really uh, build on what he said about the game already having begun um, you know um, yeah, and, and do things like yeah sort of mess with people leading up to uh, the event I think that could be that would be interesting Maybe. actually a Pokemon Go kind of app where you have to go around to your city and find the handprints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's got That's some right. people going around the world and painting handprints around. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. Oh do, you, do you guys remember? I, I'm pretty sure this was for MGS5 when they had that uh, sort of 
like special ops FOB type app and you could just like send your like send your soldiers out to do these missions and then you would you know go back into the app was it oh yeah i remember that yeah, yeah i remember playing that for like two weeks just yeah you know just building up and getting like building my tanks and building choppers and like doing yeah, all too. of that what if he does something like that that essentially is like a, a um an egg hunt for everyone to use yeah. social media and this application to present more of a cinematic trailer with maybe yeah. something in it, yeah. you know, like that'd be kind of cool. And that would also be a great uh, way to uh, introduce us to the world of that stranding mm. to start to start uh, taking us in, so that way when the game comes out, uh, we're not just yeah. so confused about the story, the setting, the world. That could be very very good, and um, you know, like. Uh, PlayStation aren't any stranger to putting out like apps and such. You know, they obviously have um, the main PlayStation app, which is pretty stable now. It's had a couple of versions, so that's pretty. Um, I, I yeah, like I I was messaging um, you know James from uh, God of War podcast, uh, DC Forever Twenty Eight. That's him um, on the Messenger app as well. So very stable. So if if uh, you know like they say, hey, you know we'll we'll take care of just this sort of um, ARG kind of app or sort of companion app type thing, and and you guys concentrate on the game. You know the indie studio, which is Kojima Productions, but then if Sony, you know, because the IP, um, although, uh, Philip, correct me, uh, the IP does belong to Kojima, correct? Or is it is Sony IP? No, I think it's, it's a Sony IP. Sony, yeah. Sony, yeah. Okay, there you go. Still so, hasn't learned a thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, no, it's almost impossible to, to keep your IP rights if you're like with the big boys out there. Mm. Not even Kojima, I don't think. Yeah, but, and Triple uh, A. But it's I like that. Yeah. But um, I'd sooner put my faith in, in PlayStation than in uh, Konami. He says he's, I, open I, I, to, yeah. uh, he's open to Kojima in an interview. I think it was uh, one or two years ago. He said he would mm. be uh, open to the possibility of making a sequel to Death Stranding. If yeah. uh, the game catches up, really? and yeah. uh, but knowing knowing they um, they had an agreement with uh, Sony, it would be a PlayStation Five exclusive. Mm. Death Stranding, umbilical infant action. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Do we have the link also, to that interview? Uh, it seems uh, <laughs> pretty early to talk about sequels. Yeah, yeah, but they asked him uh, like in 2016. I'm pretty sure, mm. and uh, I, that, yeah, I'm, I'm remembering that one too. Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll do a little chase up and, and see um, and see if I can. Oh, find yeah, it, if you so. get around to it, no worries. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, so, Philip, uh, we've covered you. We've covered Eduardo. We've covered Daniela. Mitchell, what is your thought on what we may see? Gameplay, cinematic trailer, or something else? Something more along the lines of a. Uh... Like the God of War announcement, about 15-minute trailer, and it's mixed between gameplay and story. Mm. So we kind of get the okay. setting of what the universe is like, who the characters are, mm. meaning, and then we get a little bit of like, oh, look at this gameplay. But pretty early on, mm. with a hint at what the new gameplay is like, with no, with the ambiguous ending, you know, of death and what it's like. Uh, but not too much, though, mm. about... You know, just enough information that we're satisfied, but not too much that we know what the game is already about. Uh, and then mm. uh, a release date, early 2019. And then uh, around the Game Awards. release date? Mm -hmm. Damn. Nice. And then in December, at the Game Awards, we get uh, a playable teaser with the actual day, which will be sometime in March. Uh, and then... Wow. The game comes out. 
It's my uh. Oh my god, I love this. Just like literally, yeah, like a nice tight timeline of what exactly will happen. So I love speculative. I love being like, who knows? Which is great. It's too super valid because that allows you a lot of speculation. But I'm equally open to hearing like super specific things, like, oh yeah, it's coming out in March, uh, first week of March. I was like stuff like that, just going super in depth with your uh, speculations because you never know. It could play out exactly as you've said, Philip. Well, and, seems uh, pretty plausible. Um, yeah. Oh, you heard it here first. You heard it yeah. here first with Mitch. Uh, yeah. That's right. Gaming insider. Amazing. <laughs> I'm an insider. So uh, <laughs> says my Twitter, you know, 100% confirmed by myself. Well, start. We've got to start. Uh, Phil, um, uh, Mitchell, you got to start the DSI column to the Death Stranding Insider because it sounds like CSI, and that's cool. Or DS, do it. DSTI. DSTI. Oh, maybe. Forensics. Awesome. Forensics. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, that's kind of pretty much our news there. It's, it was more focused on speculation and such, but we are coming close, listeners. We are, um, uh, you know, nothing much has come out of GDC, but uh, we're not that far from um, E3, which, oh, sorry, from PAX, rather. Um, you know, nothing much Kojima-related that I remember in my immediate sort of history <laughs> that I'm thinking of now has happened much. Uh, I think he has appeared at PAX. Has he, uh, guys? Help me out. No, I don't think so. Kojima? I don't think so. No. He's no. not a PAX. Taxi person. No, there you go. Yes, well, we throw it in there. there. You know why we throw it in there? Just for fun. <laughs> just, just, just for fun. That's why yeah. we throw it in there. But the main, the main deal is E3 and leading up to that. So I would um, be surprised you know if he goes to PAX. Sorry. Yeah. No, absolutely agreed. Uh, um, we had a little pile up there, but um, oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I was think... just saying. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Who's going? You. The wonder of Skype. <laughs> the wonders of Skype. So Eduardo, please continue. Oh no, I was just saying that you know I'd be pleasantly surprised if he goes to PAX, but I, I explicitly remember, you know, waiting for PAX to happen two years in a row, waiting for like MGS5 something and, and we didn't get anything. So Yeah, I, I remember that too. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if he goes. Yeah. Well, you know what I have to do now, thanks to you, uh, Eduardo, I have to add explicit to this because you said explicitly, all right? We try yeah. to do a clean podcast here and you're like, oh, I explicitly believe. Thank you. All right. Like hmm. now I have to just... Can you believe it? Actually, I don't have to fucking worry about anything. Even within my stupid dad joke pun, I'm not the editor anymore. So there you go. All right. Yeah. Coolies. Nice. Well, um, I think, Kathy, you were trying to jump in there as well. Please yeah, continue. Uh, I just uh, wanted to add that uh, the, the Guerrilla Games talk at GDC hasn't happened yet. The most you can hope for is like another developer screenshot of Decima in there that kind mm. of shows some kind of scene maybe <laughs> we will if it happens we will analyze it to hell and back it's just going to be um the model of guillermo with the oscars it's yeah, just going to catch they're not even going to talk about it this is going to be there on the screen <laughs> could be interesting be funny. but that's literally could the only thing that could come out of gdc yeah i think that's a that's a fair bit there so Awesome. Well, cut to uh, 48 hours from now. The third, the fourth trailer's been revealed. The, the, the release day's been, everything's been revealed at GDC. We were all non-believers. You it comes wish, out exactly. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it came like out. Like I said, for a trailer, <laughs> it will be our last. <laughs> 
Too easy, too easy. Well, um, let us, because I know that uh, both Eduardo and I think Daniela also have particular Reddit posts they want to discuss. Let's jump into oh, the yeah. Reddit section, which rest in peace, uh, me splitting it up. I uh, From episode one, we hardly knew yay, for, to episode 19, I was separating them. I was like, Reddit readout, Reddit rundown, look at me with my alliteration. Fuck it, it's just the Reddit section now, all right? No clever names. Because I just get confused. I'm an old woman, remember? So let's go. Let's start out with um, selections. I am an old woman. Uh, selections from the Death Stranding Reddit. Okay. So who wants to go first? I think, Eduardo, you were mentioning you had a particular person you wanted to kind of uh, center a discussion around. So take it away. Cool. So I'll, I still want to mention uh, Life Machine. Posted eight days yeah. ago, this painting that they that was inspired by the first trailer. It's... I think it's great. I mentioned it before to, to you, you, Albert. You did when the, 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 the lost episode. And yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up again because that would yeah, have been a life machine. Beautiful. That painting, yeah, that painting is absolutely beautiful. Uh, and it's very reminiscent of the Baroque era. Uh, mm. And it's just very solemn, cloudy, and kind of dark. And it's just, I really just enjoyed that. But yeah life machine good job um, but good, really good the, job the and post- i'm actually i'm writing to him right now actually or, or him yeah. or her or, or they i just said we just shouted you out on death Stranding podcast yeah. so smiley face yeah go for it yeah, yeah. smiley faces uh and then there's jerwig who i mentioned earlier he he just posted very simple nietzsche uh, nietzsche inspiration for death stranding question mark question mark um a lot of nietzsche's work i've read a lot of it in college uh, and I'm planning on rereading it this year. Um, I have a couple of things that I just recently purchased um, by Nietzsche. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and it, it got me to thinking on a lot of Kojima's works. Uh, a lot of influences and themes from the Metal Gear series are um, pseudo-historical political, right? Mm-hmm. And when we read yeah. books like 1984, uh, you see a lot of that and that a lot of Orwellian themes in the Metal Gear series. Mm. Uh, and, and applied into the modern era, uh, which is interesting because a lot of it, not to say that history repeats itself, but a lot of these influences kind of do just in different forms. Mm. And with Nietzsche being, you know, essentially a kind of a, a pattern of thinking, if you will, it's, it's a lot of, it's more philosophical than anything else. And I think mm. we're starting to dive into that just with the trailers alone. You know, there's a lot of speculation, and a lot of things. And I'm wondering what approach we're going to see in Death Stranding as far as what themes are going to be touched on. Is it still going to be because it's not this isn't hit, like histor- historical at all. It might still be political, but mm-hmm. this is an entirely different universe. He's building a universe from the ground up. Whatever I- it is that Sam's character does in the game, whatever his occupation is, is either remin- it's reminiscent to something that we have that already exists but on a grander scale so what themes what philosophical ideas is he going to be touching on i think it I was supposed to be uh, ecolo- uh, ecological themed <laughs> i mm-hmm. i remember mm-hmm. reading that somewhere like yeah and that makes sense that, that makes sense with the whole theme of death stranding in general with how all of the cetacean yeah, stranding. sea critters and yeah and the whales just being washed up in that in that first trailer mm. and you know i've really been thinking a lot about that on how is nietzsche and all these different philosophers are they going to be somehow influencing 
a lot of Death Stranding just because we have all of those equations that are on that necklace that Norman Reedus's character Sam is wearing, and they have to do with black holes and time, you know, time and space or time space in this case. Yeah. Um, are these ideas going to clash together? What's going to happen there? Because the thing about philosophy is that it does dabble in a lot of the grand scheme of things. You know, trailing back to H.P. Lovecraft's horror is just the idea that we're insignificant and in that insignificance, how we feel about it, how we cope with it. And I think that's one of the themes that's going to be touching the death mechanic. But how? That's that's the part that I'm having trouble with. How are these things yeah. going to touch this game? I got a shout out Nisha's uh, um, quote here from yeah, user Gerwig. Um, but here's the thing. I don't want to take that away from, I think, Mitchell. You wanted to jump into that one, didn't you? No. You didn't? Uh, so, oh yeah, so man is something that shall be overcome. Man is a rope tied between beast and overman, a rope over an abyss. What is great in man is that he is a bridge and not an end. So, bridges you see mm-hmm. in there, ropes, you know, sticks and ropes, Kobo Abe, everything is there. So, um, and in the comments, which is wonderful, is um, yeah, from user Tifugard, um, there are no facts, uh, only interpretations. That being said, you certainly draw a lot of parallels from this quote. Also, Kojima is clearly aware of Nietzsche, so I'd count this myth as plausible. So, yeah, just wanted to back you up there. Um, Eduardo, go ahead. No, thanks, and it's it's, I think it's very indicative of how some of these like ideas might play out um so just with that alone there are no facts only interpretations i mean that's pretty that's pretty profound if you think about how the last trailer plays out the way we see it might be totally different from because how we're arguing how sam's character has a superpower and he can see things that maybe other characters can't because he can see the Mm. entities in the trailer so it's just there's all of these connections that i'm starting to see but I can't commit to 100% yet. Okay. Go ahead, Kathy. Uh Wasn't there a, a philosopher quote on one of the trailers in the beginnings? Uh, like the first yes. trailer? Yes. William Blake. I, um, I forget. To see yeah. heaven in a grain of sand. Yeah. That was William Blake. Eternity in an hour. Yeah. Beautiful, that one. Um, I need to read here from the Nietzsche post because it's so well done. And again, like one of the things Death Stranding podcast in is, and along with all of the interactive artistic outlets, is a, a platform for like really high effort um, content that really delves into just like how wonderful the medium is that it lets people do these deep dives into these subjects. Um, so we have user Steph um, Svetaz here. So S F E T A Z. I'm going to read the whole comment because it was very well put together. So I believe a big message of the Metal Gear series, especially the Phantom Pain, is to use existentialism as a method of peace. People are forced to exist stranded on this planet. People are forced into a belief and value system without realizing. Then they take the values forced on them and force them on their kids and the cycle of life continues. Um, Unless you go become aware of it. That's just me editorializing. Um, Yet everything any individual knows was created by humans through observation or thought. Non-perfect humans create beliefs based on value systems forced from birth, not some objective truth. There are no facts, only interpretations. Just because your experience taught you things to be true doesn't mean you are not false. Just because your experience taught you other people's thoughts to be false doesn't mean they are not true. 
You can use that as a tool to understand all humans on a positive basis. You could always be wrong, but they could be right. But either way, both of you have a different interpretation of the same piece based on factors beyond your control. It's like one of the keys to empathy is to surrender to that. Yeah. Um, are you angry at a North Korean child for hating you for being American? Well, you know their school systems teach that. When those teachers were kids, their teachers taught them that. They are not bad people. They are shaped that way. Are they wrong? I don't know. I know tens of thousands of innocent Koreans were murdered by America at Nagasaki. I know Kim Jong-un wants to copy what America does, yet America doesn't want them to have nukes but keep ours. I can't simply defend us hoarding nukes and telling the world, don't build these evil nukes or we will nuke you with these evil weapons we don't want to give up. But I also can't be angry at people of my country for being forced to believe this extreme level of doublethink is justified. Everyone is both right and wrong on some level. We don't need to kill each other. We can, bl we can blindly understand the forced concept of existence because we all want the exact same people and interpret differently how to get it, which is one of the most beautifully written and, and, and uh, eloquently expressed uh, comments because that's true. Like, mm. you get over all these dividing lines, everyone's just trying to find some kind of peace in, in, in the world, and if we can bond over that common goal, then we really wouldn't have war. That's kind of my sort of deal. Anyone have any thoughts on that? Sounds like yeah. something uh, the boss would say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a lot to that. Um, so... Svetas, you're amazing for posting that for sure. Yeah, yeah uh, shout out. One of the things that this reminds me of a lot is uh, Watchmen. If you mm -hmm. guys ever read or saw the movie, oh, it, it's time. very reminiscent of that. Um, just because you know everybody's you know everybody's fucked up, right? Everybody yeah. is in their own way, and it's just a matter of because of everyone's interpretation being so different, it causes conflict, and in that conflict. You know, it, it's, it veers away from peace um, unless mm. you have some sort of a common enemy uh, that will break those things. A very And that's where I was kind of touching on the philosophical touches of it, And I really like that he pointed out existentialism on our insignificance in the world. And our insignificance is what can, what, what essentially creates these connections, these strands to other people. Um, I want to. I'm wondering what scale the whole rope mechanic that we keep hearing about is going to be taken. You know, is True. is it really going to be an online gaming element that'll connect all of us? For example, if we're all playing it on the PS4, is it going to, or will it just be a connection within the game that we're only going to see? You know, just the extent of that. I'm really, I'm looking forward to. Hmm. I agree. Awesome. Nice. So yeah. Um. So I'm, I've I've helped me keep track here, guys. Uh, so we have. Uh, yeah. I think I did throw it to you, Eduardo, first in terms of what you wanted to discuss from Reddit. Um. And if you would care to throw it to someone else, and we'll go from there, and we'll sort of all have our sort of particular person that we wanted to read out or center a discussion around. So you get to pick now. Uh, I'm pretty sure Daniele had something. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I certainly do have. <laughs> go, my friend. <laughs> Um, so, uh, there's this post by, uh, Scrumpus. Um, uh, I love that must, name so much. <laughs> should be, should be the first one on the, that's trending, um, Reddit. Um, and he says, 
Ayak has been tweeting about Roman Re- Norman Reedus a lot recently. Could this be hinting at an appearance from Reedus in that strand? I wow. mean, just look at the first picture. I mean, it's so good. Just like question marks. Just like oh, it's I mean, some, somehow connected. Yeah, it's there's a, there's a there's a movie star cover with uh, Norman Reedus and saying The Walking Dead, and he's he's circling around the word dead, and it says related. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, Shout this out. post is so hilarious. I mean, this so guy good. is a genius. Is nothing short it. of a genius. I mean, he, and read his comments, answering to yep. people. I mean, nice there's, joke. One, and, yeah. there's someone who said, I don't know, re- <laughs> seems like a stretch. He said, okay, yeah, but hear me out. Back at the S- SDCC 2016, Norman Reedus was seen hanging with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh my god, he takes it even further? Picture. I fucking love this guy. Morgan, Morgan. is known <laughs> recently for his performance as Negan in The Walking Dead. Negan's signature weapons, get this, a bat. Now, I'll be honest, I'll have a little bit doubt uh, in my mind that this was Kojima's inspiration for that straining most important gameplay element, the stick. Using a bat or stick, much like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So yeah, be careful when you accuse me of reaching. I know my shit. Oh my god, <laughs> Scrumpus, get on this fucking this, show. This, this is an official is invitation. Right. Of course this he gets taken seriously great. in the thread by people. Yeah. Yeah. As is usual on the internet. I'm pretty sure he said, stick, stick, baby, it's all about the stick, my motherfucking honey bunches. Remember how stock- shocking it was to hear him speak English <laughs> so clearly? Oh my god, yeah. To everyone who took that seriously, like, come on, like, yeah, just yeah. gotta back Kathy up, just like, come on, like... Uh, and I answered to that post saying I don't even know if the funniest thing is your post or your your comments you are my hero of the week and I mean that (laughs) (laughs) he's fantastic so good alright so um, Scrumpus you're a legend Uh, we just had to express that on the show for sure Um, so who mentioned who 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 and I, um, if you allow me, I I say something about Nietzsche um, connection and that stranding I think Kojima's quite different from the man i mean he he's uh um kojima's philosophy if he has a clear one is certainly about um seeing a meaning in things um and we've seen that all over the time again in metal gear solid and um yeah so and, and nietzsche was about uh all about the meaningless of things mm. and giving meaning to things as something we construct uh, so that's um, quite different. I mean, Nietzsche was a genius. I- I'm not. Mm. I'm not saying he wasn't, but uh, he has a um, a kind of thought that's like the opposite of Kojima's thought um, mm-hmm. about things, about life, about the planet, about the people, about the nations, about all this stuff. Um, and um, Kojima has been saying, um, I don't remember wh- what interview it was, but he said uh, in that stranding he wants to try connecting people because, uh, in his opinion, humanity is ready for the next step and is representing that through games, uh, which is the, the thing he does. And um, But yeah, I think he's talking uh, about the game that Stranding, but also about... Uh, a human cultural movement that should be start uh, that should be starting very soon about being mm. connected about not uh, fighting each other uh, because that's the only thing we can do uh, about um, taking the human nature uh, and um, express it at, at its fullest 
Mm. I need to um, quickly drop something from Anish because I've been reviewing Nietzsche quotes as uh, the venerable Daniela has been speaking. One must still have chaos in oneself to be able to give birth to a dancing star, which is what happened yeah. to poor old Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't you know? think I don't think Kojima believes in chaos. Mm. I don't think what he believes in, but I I, I don't really think it's chaos. Um, okay. He has a very clear idea of. Um, Maybe not a re really clear idea, but he knows there is something, there is a meaning to things. And mm. we've seen him chasing this meaning uh, through the narratives in his games. Uh, we've seen his character chasing this meaning um, and never giving up. Mm. That, that's saying something. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Anyone have any thoughts on that one? If not, that's all good, and we will shift along for the next Reddit readout, who will be from Mitchell. Go. From me? Ah, dang it. Yes, yes, you, sir. <laughs> yes. You, you. Uh, yes. <laughs> there's that person that who posted uh, some uh, Death Stranding, maybe clues from Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't know if that's been mentioned yet. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of activity with that one. Yeah. Almost as much activity yeah, so. as uh, your post that has 73 comments and 59 upvotes. <laughs> uh, oh, which, which one's this? Your Annihilation one. Oh, the Annihilation. I'm coming. It's coming up only 60 for me. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. 73. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was, um, it was really great. And it went on for a long time, this discussion. So uh, a bit divisive, but uh, I'm, I'll jump into that because that, that'll be my, my readout there. So, but, um, so let's dive into your Horizon Zero Dawn um, connector. So I'm assuming you mean user Duster guy, right? Death Stranding Outwork forward slash clues yeah. in Horizon. Yep. So let's jump in. Um, Okie dokie. So it's pretty interesting. I will say they're a bit ambiguous, but uh, let's read them out. Actually, uh, Mitchell, did you want to read um, Duster Guy's uh, comment? It's actually very big, but I I'm happy to take it if you don't want to read it out. I can read it. How? Okay. Yeah, if, I sound, for it, if I sound drunk, that's fine. I'm not drunk, but yeah. I'm tired enough <laughs> to be. Uh, All right. All right, guys. I've never posted on here or used Imgur, uh, but I was so excited about this. Uh, I had to learn how to use both. I hope this works. I am playing through Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time, and I had already heard about Easter egg uh, items, but I had never heard about this artwork, artwork. And when trying to find it on the internet, I couldn't. So maybe I'm late to the party, or maybe this can start uh, a new discussion. This artwork was found right next to the one of the Death Stranding items in the game. Some interesting things I found in the picture... X's uh, kind of remind me of the planes in the second trailer. Who is that hiding behind the dark thing? Sam? Del Toro? Another thing I wanted to point out is the three layer white line surrounding them. In the picture of the dark being, in the, pi in the second picture, the dark being is gone and is only what I consume is a human, surrounded by what looks like the dark oil. And what is to me clearly yellow arms and hands dragging him down. I believe his arms and uh, hands and arms are yellow as well uh, to help confirm that they uh, what they are in other drawings. Also, he's surrounded by two layers uh, of white lines. I zoomed in on the bottom picture because it was very interesting. And you have to pay attention to detail. We have someone parentheses maybe the same from the first picture, maybe not. End parentheses. 
and now he is alone inside the second uh, white uh, line, possibly trapped. I what the? I personally believe. Okay, this I, is Sam. sorry, he's misspelling everything. I personally believe. Yeah, that I know, right? I personally believe this is Sam. Look closely. Uh, is that a necklace with equations? Also, the drawing is shown to be crying, which Sam is uh, has consistently done. In the final drawing, the dark being is significantly larger. Uh, is larger is no larger surrounded by white line. Is no longer surrounded by white lines and appears to be sucking people with uh, frowny faces towards it with an explosion. Quite clearly the third trailer. Something I noticed when comparing the first picture to the last is the dark being has almost a human-shaped outline in the final drawing, which which is colored in blue, as with the first drawing, and the face is different. Well, what do you guys think? Mm. Has this already been discussed? What details can you pick up? What do you think about my findings with the conclusion? Thanks a lot. Awesome. Well, I, if it's all right with you, Mitchell, I'll just jump in immediately. The first thing I'll say is even though some of these things could be potential stretches, one thing I will say is that um, uh, as far as, I mean, this person seems to be extremely um, thorough, uh, like he as, as in to, to the point of like standing in front of this thing and developing these theories. So I, I'll take it that if there were any other sources of context that they would have considered those and shared those so the fact that they haven't tells me that these are basically presented um in horizon zero dawn as just like without any context that they're just um there without like a, maybe a lore note or something next to them to explain what the drawings mean which in and of itself adds to the intrigue and adds to like what could what could these be and what could they represent so my first instinct is to try and apply whether or not they could be portraying anything within the story of horizon zero dawn um and no like the 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 being um the the dark being uh has no resemblance to any all of the um creatures are um uh in in all of the, the the machines in horizon zero dawn are like modeled after animals so there's nothing that humanoid um in terms of machine so that clearly doesn't mean the machines um uh so it's and yeah that there are the, the crosses do very much remind me of the planes and i think the palette was played with just enough to throw people off at least until this point where people are starting to make these connections um that crying face Again, it just looks like Sam to me, especially if you go into the Imager album. It just there's the long hair. Um, there's something around his fucking neck with the freaking things coming off it, and he's crying like that is Sam. You know what I mean? Like, how could it be anyone else? Yeah. It could be um, arms though, like folded hands or something. Yeah, it's it could um, be it could be hands. Yeah. It could be hands. Yeah, I'm That's also right. pretty intrigued by this. Like, I I only just now looked at it. It's, uh, it really yeah. comes down to if these drawings are unique to that special area or not. Like if uh, if the same style of, of sketches on the walls is used all uh, throughout the game, or if this is like a unique thing, then I would uh, I would give it some credence. Um, yeah, it 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 certainly think... kind of gives uh, off uh, vibes, especially the last one of the of the hand titan thing. Then again, yeah. uh, the the sketch actually has hands and a head, and uh, if yeah, if you would like uh, draw it uh, or sketch it, you would certainly um, like incorporate those those uh, distinguishable features, like not having hands. It's so bizarre. 
absolutely agreed with you uh Kathy. now that i look at it the the last figure especially that last picture really really could just be a um three-year-old's interpretation if say if i had a kid and they were three years old and i for whatever reason was messed up enough to show them the third trailer this is the painting they would come up with is like oh so there's the the man um to the left there with you know he's got i mean again um, you know, he has this uh, force field around him, which you can, if you want to read it this way, does kind of resemble a little bit like the the the, the baby pod, you know. Um, so, and it's been speculated that the baby it, itself is a version of yourself, which is like a young Sam, so like an infant Sam. So, an allusion to that. But mm. the main thing for me is that the explosion is coming from the head, which is where it came from for the handhead Titan, um, and also these beings floating towards it, obviously unhappy uh, because they're obviously being drawn towards uh, this thing to be devoured type thing but also they resemble um the completely featureless black corpses uh from the limbo verse um in the third trailer mm-hmm. you know which uh, we are by the way i figured i'd mention what are we almost two hours in uh listeners this is the final episode of threading the strands <laughs> i almost forgot we have to quickly breeze through this, this trailer but uh, yeah um i'll be tying this into uh Look, hey, if we run out of time, I'm happy to do it solo. But if you guys are game for it, we'll just quickly scrub through that last minute of trailer three and maybe even informed by some of this Reddit stuff. But uh, yeah, those are my thoughts there. Anyone? I I even have my notes here and everything. (laughs) Excellent. I uh, have some little theories on a little tangent on the image. Please continue. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the third, the second image, I guess, or of the yellow hands. So it looks like figures surrounding Mm -hmm. the baby. So it looks like a baby, you know, crying and then the arms swarming around it, you know, from a black void. And then I see all the figures around it. It kind of reminds me, okay. uh, you know, of the third trailer, you know. We had the full floating figures around Norman Reedus, around the baby. You know, it kind of looks like the baby mm. when it goes, you know, when he, uh, the baby, you know, container goes clear and it goes up to the screen and goes, and hits it uh, in the incubator and goes with a shocked face. And then the character, uh, right after he gets his, they pull it on by these uh, arms from the goo, from the people, surrounded by these figures. Mm. And so uh, that definitely ran into it. And I, I'm pretty sure the last one is definitely, uh, definitely, I think there's no doubt that's part of the third trailer. You know, it has to be. The blue, it's just the blue of the creature, um, the people flying towards it, the explosion, the, the head looking weird, you know, yeah. all that stuff. You know. And there's nothing from Horizon's story that matches that. That's the thing. And I'm really trying to be super objective about this. There's no colossal figure in in uh, Horizon's story, you know. Um, and this isn't like hectic spoilers or anything, but it's just like nothing mm. like that like even comes close to appearing in the even the mythos or anything um you know there's the there's the whole um sundom and all that mythology i i I didn't come across anything that resembles and then again a child wouldn't even paint something like that so it just very much looks like like a child painted this like nightmare you know um so weren't uh, weren't there multiple easter eggs uh, like the small items in in uh, zero dawn like the necklace and uh, so, yep, so is this, them all. Uh, is this like uh, <laughs> one place where you find one of the things and what's at the other yeah. places? 
like let's we have actually a couple of people um daniela i think uh, you were uh, you were about to talk about the people who commented on our pre-recording post who are like oh here's a gallery of like and it's like about 15 art station pictures that i was going to read out but uh, is that what you're going for daniela or you, you just take it away my friend no no you can go ahead and talk about that uh Sure. I was just saying. I was just saying. Uh, I collected the items on in Horizon, Death Stranding items, and I didn't nice. notice this, this on the wall. I I don't know how I missed it. Ah, cool, cool. Do awesome. Do you know yeah, what what item was found there? Like. Um, I believe you you can find the um I believe you can find the like like Norman's chain um I I'm I'm not as versed uh, people definitely jump in uh, here um uh, uh to sort of supplement my my own kind of limited knowledge so far I mean I've I've completed it mostly uh Horizon but um Mitchell do, do you have knowledge of where the specific Death Stranding items were I haven't uh played Horizon Zero Dawn fully I've played the game you know for like about. 10 hours but i never completed it i just borrowed it from my brother mm. so i wouldn't be able to okay yo, so you could find the uh the baby doll in one okay. place uh the shackles in another place and the uh sam's necklace in the in a, in a third place mm. and nice. thanks to that we were able to see the uh other equations that we could we couldn't see in the first trailer Run right. Norman's <clears throat> necklace. That's that's how we 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 saw them all. Mm. Because that's it was right. a 3D object. It was really the asset from that stranding. So you could uh, go around it, uh, look at it closely. Has anyone ripped the assets? And the things from just it? just. Is anyone like a developer kid and just ripped the assets from that game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, Hellman Holst, uh, who mm. I think is the creative director. He said yep. uh, to Kojima Productions, "Thank you for sharing the assets." No, I'm just I'm saying, nice. has anyone so. used a develop uh, development kit of a PS4 to rip the assets of the items from it? Um, I think that that would be pretty difficult to do because it's a it's a closed engine. You would need the source code. You would need uh, to enter the game um, files and stuff. But they, um, I mean, there were a lot of posts on the internet um, where you could see people taking screenshots of various angles of the, of the assets. Hmm. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, let's see. So again, to help keep track, is this there, there's a, a few more people on the podcast than I usually have, so it's just keeping track. Is <laughs> so we've had, I believe we've had, um, uh, yep. So Daniel has shouted his also one out. Uh, Mitchell has shouted theirs out. Um, uh, I think Kathy, you've shouted yours out yet, or you haven't? Uh, no, I haven't. But I don't really yep, have no. any uh, anyway. Okay. So let's just so continue. Good. <clears throat> no problem. And Eduardo, have you shouted yours out? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. yeah. Awesome. I think that's everyone. Sweet. So for me, I will have to obviously um, address the, <laughs> uh, the the annihilation sized uh, post in, in in the Reddit, and uh, and yeah, we'll go from there. So um, just to do a recap, so um, who has seen annihilation on the show today? I have. Okay. I have. All right. All right. Okay, so yeah, and I have so yeah, Eduardo will will we'll be super respectful. So yeah, definitely no spoilers here because yeah, I'm the I only benefited one. a lot. Uh, say again. 
I'm the only one who has seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's totally fine. Yeah, but um, out, of utmost, out of utmost respect, are you, are you going definitely... to see in theaters or do you just plan on watching on Netflix? Mm-hmm. It's on both. I was planning on seeing it in well, theaters Netflix, tomorrow. Netflix, you have to go through uh, a proxy, and it's pretty difficult. But uh, definitely seeing in theaters. That's it's so way better weird. in theaters than uh, on Netflix. Yeah, go for theaters. Definitely. Okay, and you've got zero spoilers so far? So far, none. And here's the thing. I've had um, multiple people recommend it at this point. Um, okay. And I was just hanging out with a friend of mine today, and he told me that he has watched it twice and is going for the third time tomorrow. And I was like, I, if, you're, if you've watched it multiple times, I've only done that for a handful of movies where I go and watch it multiple times in theaters. And when somebody recommends a movie that way, I'm sold. I'm going to go watch it immediately. Give yourself low expectations. Okay. Even awesome. though I think it's a great movie, give yourself low expectations because there's been a lot of movies that I thought were great, but then oh, you're like, yeah. oh, it's the best movie ever. And then you go watch it. I'm like, oh, it wasn't that good. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I can definitely remove the lens of, you know, of the hype. Because, uh, you know, you, you always learn that the hard way. It's like, oh, this movie is like, everybody tells me it's so good. And then you're just kind of like, oh, it was, it was okay. But. Yeah, I, okay. I, I'm pretty. I'm confident that I can remove that lens. I'm not expecting. Honestly, I'm not sure what to expect at all, in the sense okay. that I have no idea what the premise Ooh. of the film is. I have. Have you seen any of the trailers? Oh, that's uh, so good. Yeah. No, I've been avoiding oh, them. Good. I've been avoiding them specifically. To I went in the, the same way. That. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Stay completely clean, squeaky clean, and the only. In fact, I'm not even going to dive that deep. All I'll do um, for this one here is I had. Um, uh, yeah, I think a few people that I said that I would follow up with, um, and again, with zero spoilers. So yeah, it went super long. Oh my gosh, I'm still scrolling. Um, so I basically said that uh, it gave me all sorts of feels, um, a very moving and core-reaching experience, like it reached the most profound part of like my beliefs about life. Um, so someone said uh, that, um, what, the hell, what the hell does your world, that word salad of a title mean? I honestly don't know what you're trying to say. It sounds like if everything is your kind of deal. And that's kind of what I was getting to, um, <laughs> and I already knew from the outset that uh that um when it comes to trying to express um that was an amazingly clean like filling of a water glass <laughs> sorry effect, which i really I, I really appreciated it it was like calming i liked it and like, it's like <laughs> you making some goddamn tea on my damn show <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's hilarious we all drink mountain beer here um but yeah yeah so um Again, all I can say, obviously, in, out of respect to Eduardo, is that like um, there are a couple of films that you just watch once in a while, like once, like in a lifetime type thing, that that have a have have this effect that you know that you yourself have made a very ex- like exceptionally subjective relationship with that film, um, where it is like from that point onwards, it is probably impossible to express your one-to-one thoughts on it without coming across as like you're speaking almost your own weird like language with it and i knew that i'd be going into that so i was i was like but like this running reddit full of such amazing discerning like reality questioning existence questioning people i can put i can throw this out there it'll be divisive but um we'll see how we go and yeah i'm really glad to to see how how like the the upvotes it's gotten really appreciate the the, the clarification um uh sorry that yeah people like coming in there with the, the downvotes as well which is, is great because i i expected this as well um um but yeah the, the main thing for me is that like 
Uh, Eduardo, give me an example of a film, um, and I don't mind being spoiled about things. Like, what's an example of a film that you watched it and it just like you actually had to sit down and, and like you, you you like maybe your lower lip was trembling or like your mind was a bit swimming and it's like holy shit that actually spoke to like my fucking soul. Like, what was something for that for you, Eduardo? Uh, Marley and me. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm trying to improve my life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No, but to be yeah. fair, I did like ugly cry at Marley and Me. Um, but no, that, oh, yeah. that one cool. didn't have a profound effect on me in the in that sense that you're describing. I've had that a handful yeah. of times. Um, mm. But so let's see. One for sure was Logan. Uh, wow. Just because I've have such a long history of Wolverine. Um, not not just the X Men movies, you know. I, I read them. Uh, I watched the cartoon show in the '90s. I read a lot of the comic books when I was a kid. And yeah. Wolverine was always one of those very. He he was complex off the bat, a very complex character. And when Logan came out, I finally got a really good representation of everything I've read growing up, and just that mm. the way that movie was shot, the fact that it was rated R and it was relatively low budget, it just. Um, it didn't fundamentally change the way I think about things, but it did kind of reinforce this idea of um, caring about someone and not caring because uh, they're family in a sense, which is a little yeah. strange, but you can, you can choose and you can pick and choose your family. And that's what kind of like I took away from that movie. Mm. Um, and really being okay. happy with with them because you choose them and, and that's the point you choose who you love and that's really kind of what resonates with me and um and it, and it's okay. interesting to see because wolverine is such a tragic uh, hero in all of the comics he always loses the people that he loves and obviously that happens even in that movie um but it makes it worth it and and that's kind of one of the combating ideas when you start thinking about existentialism and things like that. That you're like, well, in the end, it doesn't really matter, you know. Hashtag Lincoln Park. But it, it, you that's, could you could say that about anything. Yeah, you know? and it's just like, well, why? Like, it's worth it for a reason, right? And and you have to yeah. find that meaning. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's the freedom that we're given. You know, we're yeah, not programmed to believe in in like helpless things. We're programmed to believe whatever we train ourselves to believe. You know. Yeah. Over it. So and I, I feel I had that's the most in recent years that's Logan is really what that movie has is the movie that's done that for me. Um, there you go. I, I have there's there's a few others but uh, you know right now I can't you know because they're not uh, fresh. I'm having trouble remembering. So that's all but good. It, Too easy. Yeah. No problem. But yeah, yeah, no problems. I just wanted to say like just um, to kind of get you in the same frame of, of what Annihilation was for me. And um, so some some of the comments I won't try and like I won't like, you know, use the platform of, of the podcast to like shout people out because I, I, it's not in my nature to like, um, uh, you know, call people out or, or, or rag on people or anything. But there was some things about like, oh, so it's very different. I like especially um, uh, RHR, I guess I could call him, but yeah, Ray Posterizes, um, particularly was like, so this is what the film was, uh, and this and this, and it was, it it had some ideas, but it didn't do this. So it has, um, they, he or she or they has this very much like dressing down the thing and just saying this is the thing, and and I kind of had to sort of like pivot with that and sort of t um, make sure that like 
you know, because when someone's very fixed about something, like that's that's exhausting to me because um, I I need to I need to be able to sort of flow with what I think, what what you think. Like it has to be egalitarian. It can't be. We can't just like shut shut potential avenues of investigation and shut potential definitions and interpretations down because I'm not I'm not here to be quote unquote um, told what something is. Like that's that's not anyone's position to do, uh, let alone on a forum. It's like it's just not. It's and it's ne- it never will be historically. So no one will ever, and I won't, and no one ever will have this like final say on what something is. So when he, when it, when they sort of took that turn, I kind of had to sort of pivot and sort of respectfully say, hey, I'm so glad with like you, you're being really engaged in this. I really respect that. But um, in terms of like my thoughts, I, I'll probably share them on on, on the show. Um, and but needless to say, and I and I explained them in other comments as well about how like you know some people are saying, oh well, you know obviously people are, are getting all excited about it because it's like a female-led thing and like that whole like fucking black mirror bullshit of how that how it can even conceivably be a thing that anyone actually pauses to let the electro fucking like the electrical signals course through their brain that makes their mouth move to say anything along the lines of like i'm annoyed that this is a female-led film like go and fucking crawl under a freaking rock like oh that's like that's it's like with mad max remember how that happened what the fuck did you, you know, did, like... did you ever see that, that that interview where there was this uh they had all of the actors you know Charlize Theron and uh Tom yeah. Hardy on a panel and this guy asked like this is um like don't you feel that there's too many women in this movie that like <laughs> this is supposed to be a man's movie and he's just like dude oh my like, God. are you serious like it's a movie you... there's no yeah like... but like <laughs> but even on top of that it's also just like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, people are people. What is this separation? What is this idea of, like, oh, less representation, more representation? Like, fuck off. Like, we're all human. Like, let's actually literally fucking apply ourselves to getting over this insane waste of time, which is this delineation between people and that, like, oh, there's too much... Again, like, the whole idea is that we're all just one and let's just fucking move on from that. And it's almost like you're in, like, university and there's someone in the school who's just like, but how do I do one plus one? Like, that they're just like, holy fuck, you're still stuck on that, my friend? Like, holy shit, you know? So, but needless to say. So that was one stance a couple people took. Uh... Or rather, I think it was just one person, actually. I don't want to blow things out too far. And one another stance was like, oh, it had lofty ideals, but it got lost within its own quasi-pretentious blah. Um, and um, and I think one thing was like, oh, you were just in a rush to sort of say, I felt this like high of having connected with this highly artistic work that I had to find a platform to share. And I was like, euphoric is like, won't deny the euphoria, but I will contest respectfully that it was like a platform to somehow just find a place to share like, like, like high minded or, or, or like, um, sort of over overtly like dilettantishly, uh, you know, um, like, like, the the idea of being cerebral for being cerebral's sake uh, so that I can say these lofty things nah and that's the sad thing is that you cannot be scared of of of, of sharing uh, your your thoughts about something as they come the way they are present present yourself one to one as genuine as you can be to what you're feeling and those were the words that came to me it was such an overwhelming experience that that's the words that sort of flow and a lot of people flowed with that they were like oh this is interesting uh, I'm I actually might check this out now but um, I always find that a bit interesting how people um, will take the opportunity of uh, someone sharing their like intense feelings about something but again this is on me for sharing it and I knew that going into sharing those thoughts um, 
um, was was probably going to result in a bit of divisiveness. But uh, and yeah, like I'm I'm not like quote unquote butthurt or anything. Like it's just share whatever thoughts you have. That's really great. Um, but it's definitely you know I think it behooves me to sort of maybe clarify where where it came from. It, 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 and and say for example, if Daniela, you came to me when you were you were speaking not in tongues or anything, but you were speaking with these words. They were just flowing from you. I could tell that this, this thing had had this really like deeply moving experience. I wouldn't then pull you up about. So what do you, what is this word salad that you're telling me? No, I would be like I would bask in that and be like, whoa, this thing got to you. That's huge for me, and I'm honored that you shared that. Thank you. You know. But again, I know I'm not mm-hmm. telling people how to interpret these things, but um, but yeah, I I just again without saying one iota of what the the, the content of the plot is, that was the effect annihilation had. Um, and the reason I br- and a lot of people are like, but why are you bringing this up on Death Stranding podcast? I'm like, and I made sure to put it in the title there. But um, when I've I've been doing Death Stranding podcast 20 episodes now, even before then, dove very deep into Young Year's analyses and everything. So um, I had this feeling very early on with with, um, with Death Stranding that uh, as much as, you know, like, yeah, Kojima says, oh, you know, I figured I'd try something, you know, I was thinking of maybe doing something else, but apart from uh, gaming, but you know what, let's let's try this out. Uh, Yeah, sure, I'll I'll make something because that's what people expect. And I always... As I said, I've said this a couple times on the show that like I feel like that that was a trollish response because his equivalent of saying, oh, I'll just sort of throw this idea out there and just like create this game because it's what people expect. He's doing literally the opposite of that. And um, and I like Annihilation went literally the opposite of of anything I could have thought that it would take the shape of. Um, And very early on, I had these feelings of something insanely unprecedented happening something that was is is really building up to to shake things up in a way that you know i think one of you said here today that uh, it could yeah kathy you said it might be a train wreck and some people are calling annihilation like a beautiful train wreck but um you know subjectivity is crucial to art like the, and i think joseph godelevit was saying this about last jedi like he was just like there's no way you can talk about art without seeming and coming across as subjective there's there's things that catch on from a pop culture point of view and then got a support what my, my man uh, Daniela saying I don't think it'll be popular I don't from a certain point of view I agree with you I agree that this is you know man babies um, headless titans all this kind of crazy shit that will never reach obviously Star Wars levels of connection with wider audiences but um, risk taking in this fucking era of people playing it safe I say this on Shadow Dome as well talking about Pacific Rim and like switching things up and actually doing fucking risk taking shit which Guillermo shares with it with Hideo mm-hmm. I, I sensed risk taking happening um, both with the book and with Annihilation that I've read up on both just play with it like Ludens like Homo Ludens like play with the nature of reality play with these questions and Annihilation did that so beautifully and, and it, for me it connects them very much so uh, the two works of Death Stranding and Annihilation and um, yeah so there's my Ditty, there's my Reddit readout. I'm happy to hear from anyone on any thoughts about anything. Go. For yeah, it. well, um, I want to say about um, about Kojima taking risks. Uh, he said, um, I think it was a Twitter post from like two years ago. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about a band. I don't remember which one had that has really changed their styles, the style over the years. And uh, he says um, he said about that um, that he the favorite kind of artist to him is the one who doesn't take um who doesn't go the the the, the easy way i mean he takes yeah. risks every time and something comes out and he knows he will disappoint some of these previous fans but he does it have he does it anyway 
because mm. that's uh, what being an artist is, is taking risks, is expressing yourself while you are changing. And uh, so your, yeah. uh, your works change with you. Um, so otherwise, I, you're just think, making a product. You're just making something yeah, to be consumed. You're just, with you're no just going challenge. the easy way. I mean, you know, this this thing sells, so you keep making the same thing over and mm. over again. Agree. Uh, that that's that's going the easy way. The hard way is going. Um, he's making everything new every time. Every time, I guess that's why he didn't want to go on with Metal Gear forever. Um, mm. He wanted to do uh, different things. And um, I think that's, and he said, um, when you do that, he said, literally, when you do that, you uh, lose probably 50% of your fans, but you gain another 50% by new people, from new people who come and see your work and like your work. Mainly uh, from like the David- Walking Dead and Hannibal communities. <laughs> yeah, and he, uh, Kojima was a really great, big fan of David Bowie, for example. And David Bowie, yeah. what he did was keep innovating until the last Always. time. I mean, you hear yeah. Black Star, it's a beautiful album, but it's totally different and definitely not a popular album, but it's beautiful. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah so. Very kindred. Yeah, mm. and uh, he he's the same he's the same way as him. Um, he keeps innovating, and he wants to do that from now on. So I think yeah. um, I'm I'm not sure we'll see a Death Stranding two. <laughs> yeah, well, who you know knows? What I mean? Really? Um, I mean, yeah, or, or anyway. I mean, Mitchell is saying see... that Mitchell is saying that we might get something that like six years from now. What were you saying, Mitchell, about like how this could lay? This is like almost his experiment, and then. Uh, what, do you, what were you saying there earlier, Mitchell? Well, basically, um, a lot like the original 2001 by critics and uh, uh, very much Blade Runner, uh, the original Blade Runner, um, this could yeah. be a very creative choice and it will be very disliked by the general public. But um, the creative next generation of game designers will uh, see this and be inspired by it and start creating all these things. And it will be looked back as uh, a quote-unquote masterpiece. Um, so mm. that might happen, and you know, but I don't think this will be his uh, his his uh, his magnum opus. I think this will be a uh, cool. a very unique game, but I don't think this is his best idea that he has. I feel like he has better ideas, okay. but he's kind of <laughs> too afraid for the public to understand them. He has to like kind of hold them back, like you know, and then wait for the right time when the when the world's at the right place. Not like in terms of oh man, he's smarter than us, but like you know, imagine if uh, you know a rival came out in the nineteen like thirties, people would be freaking out and like it would just you know destroy the world simply because people just change and evolve over time. We we learn, we understand more, we are more open to new ideas as we uh, go along. Yeah. So this could be the case of uh, the unique game that's... Yep, go for it, okay. Kathy. Uh, I think... Oh, that's okay. I'm um, sorry. I thought like because um, sometimes when I hear on my end like uh, like someone sort of starting to, hey, let's get a studio, guys. Come on, let's all move to some country. Let's come on. Like the Skype thing. At one point, we gotta gotta actually be in the studio together. But if I I didn't mean to be rude, um, uh, Mitchell, if you did want to continue, but I just thought I heard someone wanting to jump in and sort of add to your point. But uh, please continue, Mitchell. No, it's just basically um, over time. I think it will be more appreciated if it's not. 
immediately loved. And I think it will become one of those things where yeah. it's like we expected something different than what we get. And more creative uh, people, the next game designers, next game developers, directors, will see it and be inspired by it by like 2001 and by Blade Runner. And, yeah. you know, maybe it'll be like that. Maybe it won't. Maybe it will be, you know, something that we love. But I'm kind of hoping Death Stranding will be Death Stranding and then we never get a sequel ever. Much like 2001, much like The mm. Shining. You know, we don't get a sequel. It just, it's there and it exists. It, we don't need another Metal Gear. Death Stranding can be Death Stranding. He can go on and make another movie or another game or whatever. But I don't want Death Stranding to become a Metal Gear. And I don't, and I think the reason why is because then he gets roped into making more sequels because he doesn't trust anyone. And if he just makes a tight game that, you know, can be talked about for years and he makes another game like that, much like his uh, his idol, Stanley Kubrick, who did, you know, The Shining and then he did, you know, 2001. Those movies didn't need sequels at all. And they never did because they couldn't be touched, you know. Well, and 2001 got a sequel. Yeah, I guess, guess how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he had And nothing to do with it. Yes, yeah. uh, pretty much. But it's actually based on a uh, on a the, novel yeah, by, by author. Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah, but uh, basically, mm -hmm. I'm saying it didn't need a sequel. No, it definitely didn't need a sequel. Imagine, the, I think The Shining got a, a mm -hmm. sequel written, but if that movie got a sequel, it wouldn't be the same. You know, uh, Hollywood and yeah. the game industry is so milky. You know, you see Assassin's Creed year after year. You see Mario come out year after year. Zelda, you know. You keep seeing these franchises continuing mm. to go on and be milked for all that they are. Now, I'm not saying that Mario or mm. Assassin's Creed or Zelda can't be good games, but eventually, if a game gets milked enough, it becomes Call of Duty. It becomes a Metal Gear Survive. Mm. I, I need to, I need to interrupt Mitchell here because you are a legend. 47 minutes ago. I didn't, don't think I won't notice these things, man, because you are the American cosmonaut, and you just posted while we're recording, which I love you for, E3 bingo. Okay, can I please go through this right oh, now? Yeah, I made that when we were talking. <laughs> you, okay, um, the, how about this guy, multitasking? So let's go through it. So E3 bingo, did you like it? And then Emma Stone, uh, nothing happens. Uh, teaser, uh, what the fuck, which will certainly be the case release date 2019 Kojima wears a flower uh, Geoff thanks Kojima Kojima tweets a, Ma a Mad Max reference story trailer demo um, free space app uh, Kojima posts alcohol uh, Kojima talks movies floaty boys gameplay Ryan Gosling uh, release date 2018 <laughs> DST podcast a shout out shut the fuck up man <laughs> don't don't do that don't don't get my hopes up uh, like it's fine Look, whatever happens happens uh, death reveal uh, Mads dialogue um, rip reddit delayed to 2022 <laughs> oh shit that is hectic um i think mad's dialogue would be my first stamp on this bingo board just saying well did you write mm -hmm. it i did write it i liked <laughs> it very much so good uh awesome gosh uh i think that's everyone i mean i sort of tailed off with with annihilation there but 
Guys, just so we don't forget, because we are over the two-hour mark, shall we, if it's okay with you? And remember, we have so many more episodes ahead of this. Anything you can't cover on this show, like, including, like, please take notes uh, and, and, and just, like, keep keep it in the bank for the future, because we, we need that. So never feel like if we um, jump into different segments that, like, immediately write down what you were going to say or whatever, because we have, yeah, like, we're in this for the long haul. I, I sense that from the people that have gathered here, so all these excellent, uh, all my excellent co-hosts here. So let's jump into, if it's okay with you guys, the last edition of Threading the Strands. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. So welcome, everyone, to the eighth out of eight segments entitled Threading the Strands, where we thread all the strands together from each of the minutes, minute by minute, uh, episode by episode, for the third trailer of Death Stranding. Um, welcome to everyone uh, from the main uh, episode. Uh, we have been doing these awkward episode within an episode things all to sort of serve the ultimate uh, eight-hour analysis type thing that we'll have at some point, some video that I'll eventually stitch together or maybe send like Eduardo an amazing hamper of some kind and be like, here, have this amazing gift in the mail. Now you must edit all of these together. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be too easy I'll, I'll help you out with timestamps and stuff but i think that might be cool to sort of put that out there in the wild and be like some yeah. bunch of crazy people uh put together a seven to eight hour breakdown of the third trailer it's like just you know strap in and uh enjoy that so Let's do a quick little roundtable for people who are only listening to Threading the Strands content, which we have received a couple of comments being like, hey, just I'm here for the Threading the Strands. Where's the timestamp? So some people do do that. They just skip tra- straight to the analysis. So let's go around. So Philip, please introduce yourself. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is uh, Philip, a.k.a. Kaffee Bonson from the Reddit. And uh, yeah, Albert was gracious enough to uh, let me on the podcast for once. So here I am. Ah, oh, yeah. Pleasure um, to have you. I'm... Uh, designer from Germany, big Kojima mm-hmm. fan, even though I only uh, recently <laughs> played all the Metal Gears. But uh, yeah, nice. I know my way around his work and uh, keen sure. to uh, get this trailer done. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. And join, yeah, exactly. And and um and you know you mentioned having notes and everything, and we really yeah we welcome you onto the show. Yeah, man. don't and, don't um, always we'll to have you back. <laughs> da bra bra bra. Uh, no 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 no. This is this that ain't how it works. This is you're in my house now. And in my house, we recognize people for the work they do. You've been tireless in your support of us. Like it's your time <laughs> to get sugar talked about you. So legendary fucking Kathy Bonson, always helping us grow here and uh, honorary member now. Actual pretty much member of uh interactive artistry so yeah. welcome my when i can make it um making <laughs> my dude my dude uh making his return uh after an extended absence which has a awesome set of stories which we will slowly trickle out uh on this and many future episodes to come mr eduardo how you doing eduardo i'm doing very well always excited to be here um yeah. and i'm a little sad that i missed out on most of the trailer analysis at this point but you know what better late than never yeah me too better late than never exactly for sure and then we have uh mainstay regular daniele hello everyone it's snowing in italy <laughs> and tomorrow is spring there is something very wrong here i love that i love that quasi young <laughs> intro hey everybody it's snowing in italy i love i fucking love young so good yeah i love you man good to have you on the show again daniela great to and be then, here as always my man and then rounding us off we have the stalwart the insanely stamina possessing uh mitchell who is uh, coming to us live from the u.s in the crazy hours of the morning so thank you mitchell how are you doing hey everyone i'm back 
<laughs> oh, hey, God. Hello. <laughs> so good. And that's all you need to know about Mitchell. He's, he's always coming in there with the puns. But if you are following along with us, listeners, we are now going to be bringing up the third trailer at the uh, seven minute, so zero, so yeah, seven zero zero, whatever, mark. Um, and my tradition is that I always go to Kojima Productions' actual YouTube, which I'm doing right now on my smartphone. Um, and yeah, I'm a little bit sad too. I'll, I'll, I'll echo that uh, for finishing this season, uh, which is yeah, like we we all we always want to have some kind of uh, sub series happening. But what I will say is that uh, never fear, we do have another awesome sub-series um, lined up which will be called uh, Influences in Film and that is our off-season um, and so just to give you a little teaser of this our episode 21 will be centered around the works of one of probably um, uh, Kojima's most prominent influence which is Mr. Stanley Kubrick um, and each of the episodes to come for the next maybe 15 to 16 episodes will be um, a director that he has previously cited either in some of his famous lists that he's posted um, of filmmakers that have influenced him that he resonates with that he has maybe even collaborated with um, so here we go so episode 21 will be Stanley Kubrick episode 22 will be Andrei Tarkovsky 23 will be Sir Ridley Scott for uh, his work um, on Alien and other things. Um, 24 will be Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, 25 will be Martin Scorsese, so for, in particular, Taxi Driver, which he has named as one of his top five films. 26 will be Akira Kurosawa. Um, 27, uh, oh, by the way, Akira Kurosawa also um, among the top five films that he's um, cited as his favorites. Uh, I can't remember the exact title, something with angels in the title. Uh, I'll have to remember that. Um, 27 is Nicholas Winding Refn. Uh, 28 will be Christopher Nolan, uh, who has wrote, he's written um, works about before with the, the Dunkirk uh, thing that he published for Glixel. Um, 29 will be Alex Garland uh, with Ex Machina and Annihilation. Uh, 30 will be Alejandro Jodorowsky. Uh, amazing filmmaker. Yes. Love him so much. Um, episode 31 will be Denis Villeneuve. 32 Ooh. will be Alfred Hitchcock. 33 will be Charlie Chaplin. 34 will be Federico Fellini. 35 James Cameron and 36 rounding it off. Uh, he's only he's only the dude that makes Kojima freaking smile like a five year old is George Miller. So there you go, a nice 16 <laughs> episode season off season. There you go, yeah. Um, at one point E3 will happen at some point there, so we will double up, um, possibly do up two episodes that week if we want to have its own segmented thing because we don't want to give one of these directors like the short shrift because like gameplay happened to come out that week. So we may double up on a week, so be ready for that. Um, but otherwise, that's what is ahead. So I figured I'd say that um, on the top of um, uh, this last episode of Threading the Strands. Um, for this trailer but yeah after that uh, influences in film season we will be jumping into whatever is revealed in the meantime be it gameplay theatrical trailer whatever um and then we'll jump into another season of influences in um literature and then back on for the ultra informed uh season three of threading the strands which will be going through trailers one and two um which is about going to be about five or six episodes because those what two trailers trailer together. Four? Actually, no, seven episodes. Yeah, so because um, trailer two is six minutes and trailer one is three minutes, mm -hmm. correct? What about the the, the I believe so. Looting 
trailer with the whale on the moon logo yeah yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah. there's going to be all sorts of also, lovely uh, things we'll dive into yeah i i meant i made all my playlist my weekly playlist based upon the original uh episode schedule with it with kubrick george miller david lynch uh kira kurosawa uh and all that stuff and so now i'm now my whole oh, now yeah? my whole oh, film well, schedule is messed up Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, dude, dude. It's fine. I mean, I, I, I put that one out as like the latest update, but like we'll figure yeah. it out. There's like, if you've made notes for that, like there's no hard and fast thing. So like, um, you send send me your notes there, and we can. I'm happy to move things around. So, um, uh, yeah. But we'll jump into that like yeah. after we do this last yeah. of the strands. That's gonna be. I'm really great, glad you told me that though for sure. So I am on timestamp um 6:59. Is everyone queued up? Yep. Um. Yep. Amazing. 659 okay absolutely and make sure your speed on your player is at um let's go at uh, 0 0.5 because 0 0.75 tends to be too fast so as we begin the last minute of the threading the of uh, yeah of the last trailer is um norman is surrounded by the tardigrades climbing upwards on their invisible strands he stands up holding the baby pod, uh, kind of regards it, um, almost as though he's expecting it to maybe turn on or something, because he does hold that gaze quite for quite a long time, but he quickly looks back up, and uh, the camera sort of stays to um, show us the little Ludens figure there, maybe as a <laughs> little Easter egg there. Um, Which wasn't yeah, there so before. He, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't there before. And so we look up, and he is, uh, we just see a full frontal shot of him, and the, the embedded, the engraved almost, um, uh, tier lines uh, that uh, we will see shortly now at uh, minute 721 he starts crying first from his right ear and then so right right eye then from his left eye so um and then we transfer at 725 uh, to the five floating figures from the first trailer um which again i've theorized may be apparitions they may be something particularly haunting his own consciousness uh which i wouldn't put it past um uh, Kojima to do because he, he he's, he's all up and uh, he's like with you know Jinji Ito you know these things could end up not being physical things they could be end up being like dr dream apparitions of some kind but um, so yeah the crater here with the big um, uh, again quasi handprint shaped uh, you know um, sort of puddle so to speak in that crater which was caused by the handhead titan exploding thanks to devouring Patrick and um, yeah the strands appearing in and out of existence and uh, this is the lingering shot of the last trailer. Um, as things close off, we see the Death Stranding logo, and yeah, that pretty much t um, ties off the last uh, minute. Uh, we see a Hideo Kojima game appear, the credits, and all that good stuff. And as we all know, how the trailer ends is with Norman Reedus's character, or Norman Reedus himself saying, ah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, exactly. So, gentlemen, let us do yeah. this. Hopefully for the last time, because, you know, just check the recording, make sure we're all good. Yep. <laughs> Imagine if we lost everything right now. Mine Fuck stopped that. 30 minutes ago, my audio. Oh, uh, shut the... Don't fucking joke about that shit, you, you asshole. Okay, I so it's... Um, um, yeah, we're at, uh, two, two minutes and... Th so, two hours and 30. So, allow us to throw it to our guest. Philip, what were your thoughts on this last minute? And uh, dive as deep as you like. Yeah, so... Um... Initially, I was up for minute six, so uh, this uh, last minute is a bit lighter on content. <laughs> That's right. Um, you can dip into minute six, man. No hard and fast. It's all good. Sure. Um, so uh, the the main thing I think I want to talk about is the um, the the Ludens armor 
äh, auf äh, yeah. basically Sam's Armor um, uh, yeah kicked off by the 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 little keychain ludens on the on the tank that's right um, because the, the the main question or the the, the going theory is that the uh, the ludens armor is uh, is basically uh, in-game armor it's not only the um, the the mascot but um, creating the the mascot the design is, uh, is such a big um, it it requires so much effort and work that it mm. it would be uh, it would be weird in my opinion if they just created that for fun or just as an image it's uh, it pretty likely will be in the game and um, I'm kind of a bit worried about that because the the Loon's armor is it's so bulky that I can't see it really working in a third person perspective action game because just look at the at the big backpack uh, on the back hmm. it would yeah. like obscure every uh, everything about the character like his arms you couldn't see what he is holding you couldn't see the mm. um, the, the handcuff which is the the health uh, indicator and so i'm i'm really confused uh, if i uh, if if ludens will be in the game or not <laughs> and that's uh, <laughs> that's a big thing like uh, sam's armor that he's currently wearing it's 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 really slimmed down so mm. that that of course works but you can uh, you can already see the uh, the backpack thing where the where the big uh, survival pack could slot in Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, and uh, to cut it uh, to cap it off, I think the the loon's armor also is ridiculously overdesigned. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's not it's not his best work. I I have to I have to say, like it's it's mm. basically a spacesuit, uh, an Apollo spacesuit, uh, capped off with a with an old school knight's helmet and a skull mm. mask. So um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem practical. I'll agree with you that right. it's 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 great for what it is, which is the mascot, and and it, it is meant to have this aspect of non-practicality to it because, you know, <clears> like <throat> uh, you don't have this in mind when you're designing a mascot. You don't have the idea of it being out in the field. It, it's it's meant to just be there next to a title card. So I, I hope uh, so, or as a title card. Yeah, but uh, it seems we'll see so. It, it seems so fantasy and not at all. Uh, like practical in any sense hmm. um interesting thought okay well kathy everyone's had a chance to throw it to someone and now you're gonna either make or break a friendship so who will you throw it to <laughs> go <laughs> uh then i think i will choose the uh other quote-unquote new guy eduardo uh, go for oh, it. Oh man, I am glad that you did. <laughs> um, mostly because I, I want to talk about the same thing. Um, cool. I also am very much confused to why he would include that little keychain. Because you're, you're right, it wasn't there before, and then all of a sudden it is. And I spent a lot of I spent a lot of my childhood, uh, you know, and my adulthood watching movies. And one of the things that bothers me, especially like about sitcoms. And TV shows is their directors of photography always miss something. There's always an inconsistency. And sometimes it's fun to point that out, like in TV shows. It's like, oh, look, they're not wearing that sweater the same way they were in the last scene or whatever. And for this trailer, it's like I I, I, I wouldn't feel that in, in a film. Mm. And I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't feel that in a trailer because that kind of inconsistency just does not fly, in my opinion. Um, and for someone like Kojima to direct that, I he he definitely did it on purpose, which is why it's just like confusing. 
uh, he threw that in there and it's like, why did you throw it in there? Like, are, are you just being super meta or is this actually going to be a part of the game? Because when we think about it, yeah, they're using the Decima engine and yeah, wow, well, that came out terribly. Yes, they're using the Decima engine <laughs> and they do reference Death Stranding in the form of those items, right? But yeah. we don't know for a fact that they're within the same universe or whatever that is, if it's just an Easter egg and you know, essentially just that, or if there is some sort of connection between outside of the Decima engine, is there a connection between Death Stranding and, you know, um, Horizon Zero Dawn? Is it that somewhere down the line, Death Stranding is in the within the timeline mm. of Horizon Zero Dawn? You know, we can argue about all that all day, That's but right. I am extremely confused that I personally don't want uh, Ludens to be that armor it, like within Death Stranding, you know, out to, it, for more than just aesthetic reasons, it does feel out of place. It doesn't. I don't think it fits yes. the theme of what Death Stranding has exactly. set up for us. I could see. Um, I could see actually it's indicating like Ludens showing up on the on the tank that um, we change bodies somehow, like the the Sam we mm. we uh, revisit uh, after the bang is is a different body. And he has a different tank, which has the the keychain on it. Mm. That's that's all I can Interesting. say from that. Something like altered carbon. Mm. Okay. So, what do you think, Daniela? What's your thoughts on this last minute? Well, um, yeah, I I I think we'll play that stranding. We'll start playing the game. We'll get to the end of it and say, wait, wasn't there Ludens? Yeah, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> I think the like yeah. Interesting. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I don't think uh, it'll be in the game. I mean, uh, why why would it? I mean, uh, we have not seen uh, we have not seen uh, any uh, space um, space theme in, in that stranding as of yet. Uh, the only thing we've seen in space was mm. with the uh, Kojima Productions uh, logo movie, mm. and uh, that that was it. I mean, uh, it's a messed up world, the one that Stranding takes place in, but uh, it doesn't look like uh, there will be spaceships and stuff involved. Yeah. I... Uh, then again, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> well. well, well What's interesting is uh, about this last minute for me was um, the creatures, the creatures that you see uh, under the sea. Uh, I don't know what their name was. Uh, the small, yeah, those ones. Tardigrades, yeah. 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 Um, you see them again floating upwards in the same fashion as uh, everything was floating up uh, before the explosion. But oh, then, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. But then nothing, there's no explosion next. So <laughs> um, someone pointed out that they could be some kind of uh, interdimensional creature creatures uh, mm. with some strange properties. Uh, I don't really know. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of fall off from the from the effect. Like it's um, the, this upside down effect it always starts when uh, Matt's character shows up and he is Osiris. he is making the the water level rise and then mm. uh, 
things start uh, going upside down in trailer three. And in trailer two, you actually see his uh, his little compass thingy swinging from, from down to up, like changing directions. So mm. I think... Um, so you you have like like small effects uh, before the big thing happens, and basically uh, these tardigrades. I think they will be some kind of basically particle effect after you res- respawn into the world to just let you see um, there there was an explosion and this is kind of the the aftermath, and they will just like uh, float away from you and then you you continue on your way. That's that's mm-hmm. my take. And then I wonder what um, what the giant handprint means. Because it's, uh, I think it's clearly a handprint. You think it's a handprint in the Sorry? crater? Okay. Mm. I'm not really in the handprint okay. camp, but uh, I yeah. think it's a- if if it's if it's a handprint, then it's obviously like the the signature mm. of the giant titan. I mean, thing. these creatures are right. Of course, you would leave this, a these mysterious creatures <laughs> are, are are really nice to human. I mean, they're always there to 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 give you a hand. <laughs> oh God! I am going to hang up. Daniela, that is a new level, a new level of drag. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's more like uh, just just random residue. <laughs> Someone actually uh, took the the trailer and and uh, used photogrammetry on ah. the, on the last scene. Have you seen that? Ah, uh, no. Like he he fed the frames into a photogrammetry software, and the software created the the actual crater. Wow. Well, when did this so that's that's where we are now yeah. uh, in trailer analysis. We 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 like extrapolate yeah. the 3D data out of it, and so he could look top down into the crater. And uh, yeah, it was a bit messy. And you could, of course, it's like seeing Jesus in a piece yeah. of toast. You can see anything, everything. <laughs> that's right. That Shout out to Kathy, so, still classy, just um, keeping it super serious analysis, and then also to equally to uh, Daniela for just being like, "Hey, they give you a hand when you need a hand. It's great." <laughs> I love this. I spot. love this. I, I was. That was my spot. I was hoping. <laughs> I was supposed to be the negative one. It does. <laughs> we there's, there's space enough for everyone but that's really great that's also okay so we've heard let's now so you threw it if I'm not mistaken Kathy you threw it to Eduardo who did Eduardo throw it to I think we went to Daniele after that I think I sort of jumped in there but now Daniele yeah. you must choose who to throw it to go I'll throw it to Mitchell okay fantastic go Mitchell what are your thoughts on the last minute of the third trailer for Death Stranding? Uh, it's an interesting minute. Not a lot happens, but I feel like there's a lot of information. You know, we get a closer look at uh, his suit in uh, clear daylight now. Yep. And, of course, we have that little Ludens mm. figure. But uh, I like to point out that in uh, on December 2nd, 2016, Kojima tweeted, How do you like my new Death Stranding teaser? There's various hints in quotation, uh, sorry, in parentheses, misleads hidden so please watch it uh and uh to think as many times as you want this is saying he put he put in red herrings in it so yeah so that's probably just like i think, a, I think there's i think that, that the the looting is supposed to be with a, a nudge and a wink you know like remember that kind of deal um yeah uh, i did theorize that when the when the creature explodes the hand titan uh, it kind of mm. like creates like a, a small portal between the two dimensions, you know, the the purgatory world and the our world, and that's just water. Yeah. And if timefall exists, mm. maybe it brings over a lot of water, and then starts uh, 
uh, eroding away at the earth, you know, maybe a big puddle and then started eroding mm. away at the earth until, uh, you know, until eventually, uh, it, it, cause it doesn't look like it's blown up at all. It's very smooth. It's very, uh, run down almost like um you know you we did talk about timefall and like if if like a, a massive concentration of timefall could um have the effect of yeah eroding even though like there's the explosive force of what happened but if he if the hand to titan explodes out and like it's raining timefall at the time and maybe it like creates this weird like vortex of timefall plus like um explosive energy because like kojima explicitly says that like the the the, the handhead titan ex um it, the explosion causes that uh, crater um so we, that's a definite connection there but in terms of the appearance yeah i i would have to say that that was connected to timefall um and just seeing yeah the daylight makes me think of the yeah, air like we could see timefall being um a st something strategic that you need to make sure to to, to account for in your operations so to speak you know, like weather in MGS5. Do, do yeah. you think that timefall is naturally occurring or it's caused by something else? I think it's caused by uh, the arrival of the uh, of the floaty creatures. I think that I when mean, they... that's what I thought at first. I thought that at first, but, you know, yeah. they, they... Or actually, no, never mind. You, you're probably definitely right just because the we're introduced in the trailer immediately after their accident which is probably yeah. the you know engagement of these I think, beings uh, so. i don't know if this has been said but mm -hmm. over you know they're kind right. of popping in and out of our dimension and maybe that's what the rain is it's just little pockets of the sea just popping in and out of uh their reality into ours oh, yeah. and maybe that's what the rain is maybe it's not rain clouds but instead an area by water droplets just falling oh, on the yeah. ground from being like spawned in yeah, it's more like a instead of raining from the sky, Limbo it's more like a, like a kind of like a you know mm -hmm. maybe will appear for like five seconds and then a forest will mm -hmm. grow and then you have to you know change your how you play around that and then maybe oh, when you come yeah, out of the mission, true. the forest is gone and withered away from timefall and then you have to rechoose your way how you approach the event you know kind of like how dust storms work in um, Elgar Solid. That's, I kind of like uh, the idea. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think timefall could do, but. You know, maybe maybe all this. Uh, you know, we don't know how long after uh, this takes place after he blows up. Did this take mm. place five seconds later? Did it take place years, months, decades later? If time falls and time shifting and black holes are so common, could he just go missing for thirty sure. years? You know, and then come back and then just go back in time to where he was before or right before then or. We don't know. See, it, yeah, it's interesting that you point that out because that's one of the things that, you know, not to go back in farther to the trailer, but they didn't seem too concerned that Timefall was hitting that other character that was on there. They were focused mm. on saving his life. Maybe there is some sort of a technology that they use to counteract the Timefall. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of possibilities there. I don't know. Maybe, they're, maybe they have a method of reverse engineering Timefall to do the opposite effect. Of tricking yourself down into but, a baby. True. And then maybe if you get killed by time fall, you get consumed by these beings. <laughs> and that's why that it's more uh, of a choice to die. Maybe they'll clone you or who knows? There's so many mm. theories and opportunities to go with. Mm. What can time fall be used for? The first thing we do after we're done fearing something, after we're done like, being tech. scared of it is, well, how can we use it? You know, we see fire, we're scared of it. Fire, 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 what, it kills everything. And then we go, we can use this as a tool. 
you can either then be suddenly used... we have industry. Yeah, we have like uh, you know cars, combustion engines. That's like we're no. not scared of fire anymore. No. And I think time full. We had thing. Uh, we had uh, gunpowder. The Chinese invented gunpowder. First it was scary. They're like, oh, we can make fireworks. And then Europe yeah. got a hold of it. And like, no, oh, this can be used for cannons. And then we got mm. muskets. So we got cannons. And so I think that the natural human reaction to something is fear, and then almost like greed. So I feel fear, like fear followed by greed. You know, we are, we're afraid of something until we understand. Oh, we can use this. Then you're no longer afraid. Yeah, you're afraid of something until you know the use. And so mm. maybe that's how why they're not afraid of time fall. You know, maybe they're not. Okay. They're more afraid of the creatures getting you than time fall affecting your age. You know, oh. they they seem to like be. I think, I'm not sure. Like, it was obviously the guy aging was shown in the trailer to get the concept across. Uh, he didn't seem too happy to age, <laughs> but right. yeah, maybe. Shout out to Kyle um, Card who plays him, um, amazing actor. Uh, and I've reached out, I've reached out to him actually to see if he may be interested in being on the show um, to mm. discuss whatever he can discuss. Uh, he's uh, the actor based in Japan there, so <laughs> shout out to him, Mr. Kyle Card. Getting I the believe he's horse. French. I believe he's French. Mm -hmm. Well, you know that's Patrick Claude. Patrick, is, uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick Claude is a yeah gun guy who yeah who gets lifted up and everything, but um, pinned driver, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah, that just, the whole uh, uh, <laughs> the whole trailer it might take place after, but I think that hmm. Timefall will have a big part in gameplay, especially with the beings. You know, cool. maybe they're not fully in our universe, maybe not fully in our dimension. What kind of almost hmm. as apparitions are kind of in it, but they're kind of fading in and out. You know, you got radio hmm. signal. You know, it can fade in and out. Maybe that's mm. how what Kindful does. Who knows? That's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. I really Go like ahead, the concept that uh, that that the rain is actually the same water that fills up the the the, the crazy Pugetary. water world void. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah. And it would be strange because that IGN article, again, as we've iterated a number of times on this show, that like it did feel a little bit incongruous. Like, and it just like suddenly to get this, uh, you know, as the theater production is getting ready, you know, on, on the on the stage, suddenly someone trips or not, not, not that I'm saying it was an intentional trip. Uh, or sorry, an unintentional trip, but uh, it's like you, you suddenly the curtain is disturbed and you catch a little bit of a glimpse of the set as it's being set up, and you're like, "What was that?" And it just felt mm. a little bit like that. Um, I don't outright uh, either, you know, feel negative towards it or, or hearing this information early on. But the fact is, from that IGN article when he did share, he shared two water-based facts with us: the water-based fact of the limbo world, which he said that is he can, he confirmed that is purgatory. If uh, Kojima hadn't done that we would still be wondering, what was that? Where is that? Mm. No, no, no. He says water-based purgatory and then water-based timeful. So very, very interesting. And I'd, I'd be so, it would be so weird if he's like, oh, these are two different water. Like I'm behind, fully behind Mitchell and Kathy on this, uh, mm. that, um, that, that, that the water is the same. And it's, yeah, it's, I actually it's, never made the connection because like rainwater and uh, seawater are yeah. basically different, like salt and unsalted <laughs> so That's yeah right. maybe purgatory isn't salt water who knows mm. you guys ever seen a picture of the grand canyon <laughs> i yeah. have yes well yeah. that used to be a, uh, a river the whole thing used to be a river wow. well not the whole thing right. but uh, about you know maybe half of it used to be a river until basically erosion from the lake basically brought it down so if you look up grand canyon erosion the first image that comes up it's a pretty good representation of what erosion looks like 
you know, near mm. the near the bottom of it, it's very it's very smooth, very layered. Uh, so I think that took place over thousands upon thousands, even millions of years over the lake. Wow! To create that, and who's yeah. to say that maybe Timefall speeds up everything it touches? And which brings okay, up to another you, question. Yeah, yeah, that is Does, so fascinating. When, when you're when uh when Patrick. Uh, not Patrick, when Kyle is hit by the rain, is his whole body aging or just his head? Mm. It's it's probably just what skin, uh, like what's exposed to the skin, I think, uh, which kind of mm-hmm. gives there is, yeah, explained by the wardrobe there. But, um, yeah. but yeah, but the, whole, the whole is, concept is really... Because then he, he, gets, um, he gets liver spots on his head. Yeah. So is that, it's is pretty, it aging his whole body or... What mm. or is it just aging everything it touches? Is it a, can true. it erode your? Is it eroding the body? Is it speeding up time? He says it's time mm. fall, but you know, Star Wars call things uh, parsecs, even though parsecs are a distant, not a time. You know, light years are all a sorts distant. of possibilities. Yeah, you know, I think time fall is really a really messy concept. I'm I'm sub, uh, I'm looking forward what he does with it. Like the the concept that it's like what what does each water droplet do? Like um, yeah. is it like a tiny a, a tiny sphere of accelerated time or what? What happens when you like fill timefall in a bottle and distill it? Like <laughs> does it yeah. get stronger or it's yeah? What's exactly. what happens when you drink it? It's it's really weird. Like I th- I think it is it this is, is like time rain. Yeah. Yeah, I think Yong said like it, it actually only really reacts with living flesh, which makes sense to me, and and it makes sense within. So that's why I I also think about like uh, as Mitchell was saying is like the first step after fear is greed, and for me weirdly I, I just I can I see in my mind's eye something happening in Death Stranding story where we get a cutaway to somehow the wider civilization is using this in some way, maybe to um, accelerate the growth of crops or something like they've they found some way to turn this uh, uh, towards profit type thing. So. Which is interesting mm-hmm. to think about, but um, I'll quickly tie off because we are climbing up to the three hours. I will tie off uh, the threading the strands with my thoughts, uh, and then again, guys, if you have follow-up thoughts, we're not like locking the gates like uh, on episode yeah. twenty-one, twenty-two. If you guys come back and you're like, "Hey, here's, a, here's just, an extra thing I thought of," yep, please continue. Can I can I squeeze in one last uh, oh, thought yeah. to the you must. It's it's like the the last shot where he looks over the crater. We basically yeah. were there, but he's he's looking at the five figures, and it's mm-hmm. it's remarkably similar to the shot from the first trailer, which yeah. uh, makes me believe that uh, the first trailer isn't actually in the game. Like it's um, a lot of uh, like like uh, positions and uh, framing and uh, scenes uh, from trailer three uh, really uh, closely mirror scenes from trailer one, and. True. Um, so just uh, it's it's my opinion that that trailer one was more of a like a mood a, piece or something yeah a mood piece exactly so don't mm-hmm. expect naked norman uh, in the final game <laughs> <laughs> unless That's, for some kind of yeah. dream sequence so to, to just kind of support That's, that theory uh kojima did tweet on december 1st 2016 uh he said that after receiving really that award, Twitter he almost, right. uh, cry he almost cried whatever but he, in the second tweet of it, he said, it's running on the new game engine playing on PS4 Pro. He didn't say running on the Decima engine. He said the new engine. 
Yeah. That's so implying that the first trailer was in a different engine. Right. Yeah, it's, it was. Yeah, it was. I, in I, I, is it in the Sucker Punch engine, I believe? Um, I, I don't think it was ever revealed. Was it, it was, Daniel? Yeah, he didn't reveal it. Um, he just said uh, he was deciding between mm-hmm. two engines mm-hmm. at the time. And the first trailer was on one of the two engines. He was uh, uncertain of picking, and then he went ahead and do, did some tests with uh, with both engines, and um, came out the Decimal engine nice. was the best one. Yeah. So he went yeah. ahead with awesome. that. Awesome, fantastic. Well, you know. Then he changed the story. I mean, he he told a different like story afterwards. He said, "I don't know." He said. Um, I, I I already knew he that was yeah. the right Ooh. engine. Then why did he do a trailer? Oh, well, if he did, he's if he just... did. Well, it could just be a translation issue, you know. Maybe he's just saying it could be. with oh, yeah. with because Decima just got announced oh, yeah, right probably. right after that, so he might be saying the new engine. Maybe he's referring to Decima because Des Decima didn't have a name before. It's just yeah the Gorilla engine, and then I think mm. he might be saying yeah. the new engine. Or yeah. might be saying. A different engine but i think that's really up to interpretation to uh mm. each one because it could either mean you know a new one but i think he could be implying just mm. the new engine which is decima so true and speaking about things Semantics. being up for interpretation exactly things can be seen in all sorts of different ways and i figure there's no better tone and no better sentiment to tie off the threading the last threading of the strands for this season at least uh, then on the point of view of like as much as me and my co-hosts over the past eight episodes have been um, sort of giving our own sort of opinions and sort of making our own drawing our own conclusions again this is widely interpreted wi- wildly and widely interpretable uh, <laughs> from all sorts of different perspectives so and we definitely encourage all of you listeners um, uh, who have maybe again uh, very similar to um, Stranded Corey who sent in a voicemail very similar to um, um, our very own Philip, who sent in a voicemail. Um, uh, yeah, thank you so much for that. And please do send those through, because again, even in the off season, we're still going to have um, the voicemail section, the Reddit section, and uh, as even as we're, as we're discussing the directors and everything, we'll be um, uh, we'll be we'll be looking at at, at anything that uh, crops up, because we're very interested in that, and uh, we we very much um, we want to hear more. So awesome. So if anyone didn't have any sort of closing thoughts for this uh, season closing um, episode, uh, I can sort of segue on if that's alright. Yeah, sure. Amazing. Okay. Well, let us jump back into the main episode. Bye, everyone. Fantastic. Well, listeners, um, as uh, we just sort of uh, kind of did with just tying off 30 in the strands, that's it. Um, let me quickly go over our sort of um, outro kind of stuff. So our sign-off is Death Stranding Podcast is part of the Interactive Artistry Podcast Network. Please do jump onto the iTunes and leave a five-star review. It helps us in the rankings. Um, we're on Podbean at deathstrandingpodcast.podbean.com, twitter.com forward slash deathstrandpod, instagram.com forward slash deathstrandingpodcast, deathstrandingpodcast.tumblr.com and facebook.com forward slash interactive artistry which is our parent channel you can also find all the shows on youtube.com forward slash interactive artistry and obviously yeah um we're working on stitcher and spotify down the line so but yeah don't at me i'm working on it so don't <laughs> even try spotify there's like professional uh, podcasts uh, i can't get their podcasts on spotify hey. 
We'll get there. We'll get there. So follow our outlets for Kojima and Kojima affiliated content and updates, everyone. Um, does anyone would Kathy? Did you have um, anything uh, that you wanted to like maybe social out, media outlets that you wanted people to be able to find you on? Uh, no, not really. It's uh, okay. I'm okay. I don't really have anything worthwhile uh, on the well, web. You don't want people. Uh, to you find me on Reddit, correct? Uh, just just look for Kathy Bones on the guy with the yeah. weird name and uh, yeah see you there awesome awesome oh hi oh nah <laughs> shout out to everyone look again appreciate everyone sharing their, th their thoughts and engaging with the discussion it's definitely widely um, appreciated across the board so but um so um eduardo did you have anything that you wanted to like um maybe give like a social media kind of outlet or anything for people oh yeah i mean just i'm always open for conversation uh especially all yeah. things death stranding i'm always curious to hear any other influences if anybody else is mining literary works and other influences like i am but i never i never really feel like i get anywhere concrete but like i said i'm open to conversation i can be found at justice for wardo all one word mm. uh, number four uh it's spelled exactly as it sounds so if we're good there awesome fantastic and mitchell uh you guys can uh i'm on twitter at uh Marshall Virgil underscore uh, three L's with Marshall. Actually, no, two L. No, two L's. Uh, catch me on there. I, I'm talking about movies I've uh, currently been watching. There, I uh, have my director of the week, which I'm watching uh, films up. You can join me there in my my movie club, I guess. Wow. that's gonna be fun awesome amazing well let's uh, tie everything off and again listeners thank you so much uh, everyone for listening and we'll catch you next week and remember the game has already begun